Yo. Hey, hey. Can you see me? No, I cannot. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Aha. There you are. All right. Here I am. Here I am. What'd you do? I just just blew blew into the back of the cartridge. (laughs) I wish it was that easy. No, honestly, it's simpler. I just unplug and I replug. And that's yeah. usually what happens. I know there's there's something weird with my my webcam where if I'm using Skype through my webcam and then I use Zoom. Oh, like it's what, still occupied by Skype. May, yeah, may, maybe that's what it is. Where it's right. like I have to because I had a meeting on Tuesday, a uh, work meeting, you know, through Skype. And this is, you know, the first time we're meeting each other this week on Zoom. So it's like it has to be that. But it's like a constant Take out the USB, put it back in. When you close Skype, do you like go down to the taskbar and then left click and close down Skype, or do you just click the X in the window? I, I do both, but oh, it's okay. it, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, like the Skype because I I kept my computer on uh, during the night in sleep mode, and after on Tuesday when I had my meeting, my work meeting was Skype, and that Wednesday I woke up. Went to my computer, took it off of sleep, and went to actually close the app, and it just wouldn't close. Oh, yeah. It's just like, no. It's like, no, bro. No. Fucking computers, man. Skype, son. Like, we ain't, you ain't closing me. <laughs> so I had to basically just reboot the we entire We started computer. this shit. You think you yeah. think it's better than me? Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. They were coming at me. I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> but, but we're here now, so it's good. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you, too, brother. How's your week been? Uh, my week has been okay. I'm getting old, bro. I gotta. I'm getting I old. You, I gotta. I gotta get some shit going. I feel you, man. Like, yeah, like the uh, the embryo stage has to stop. Like, I just yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it, man. I get yeah, it. Exactly. Well, thankfully, among other things, we have an amazing fucking podcast. And uh, yes, sir. Places too, man. Yes, sir. So, how you been? I've been all right. Uh, this week's been good. Um, not a lot going on. Just, you know, standard work shit. But I've been feeling like, you know, better and more energetic and uh, like focused on w- what I'm trying to do. And uh, Grayson, uh, my son, Grayson, he the other day, he was like, because uh, he loves YouTube. He fucking loves YouTube. And um, I love YouTube was, as well. Of course, so, it's yeah. the best. It's Is the it? best. <laughs> I consume like, more YouTube content than anything. Agreed. Like, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I had to, if I had to choose, like if you can only watch one streaming service, it's like, yeah, YouTube. YouTube. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No question. I don't need to. Yeah, it's fine. Um, because, because you get it all. You, you know, get maybe, everything. Maybe not the full breadth of the content, but you get enough to keep you engaged and up to date yeah. with what's going on. Yeah. If it was like you get one streaming service and then you can like you know, rent or buy DVDs or whatever, Blu-rays or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah fine. I'll, I'll take YouTube and then I'll Me figure too. out how to watch everything else. Yeah. Yeah. But he was like, um, like he knows I have a channel. Like he's been in some of my videos. Like if I'm recording and he's there, he'll always jump in and ham it up. Um, he's been in ours. Yeah. He's been, he's been in ours. He's been on the podcast. Um, but he was like, uh, he came across my channel or something. He was looking at it and he was like, um, you know, the, the one I use for my work, it's health and fitness and self-defense stuff. And he was like, uh, I want to follow you. 
and I was like, he was like, I want to subscribe. I was like, okay, thanks, man, because he I, he has his own YouTube like account, so he can you know it's like parental ratings and shit. Yeah. So he did, and he became my hundredth uh, subscriber. Oh no way! Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Just ran. I just happened to have ninety nine, and then he subscribed. He became one hundred, and it was it was so sweet, man. Amazing. He was he was really proud, and then he was like, um, he was like, "How do you get more subscribers?" Because like when he watches other YouTube channels, like they talk about subscribers, you know. And I was like, "Well, a part of it is I just need to put out more videos." He's like, "Daddy, you need to make more videos." <laughs> so you can get more subscribers because you should have more subscribers. And I was like, you're right. You're right. And he's like, so when are you going to make a video? And I'm like, I'll, I'll do it this weekend, man. So he's like, he's really busting my balls. I'm like, come on, he, motherfucker, let's go. Yeah, he's pussy. He's like, hey, a uh, hundred's good, but we need more. We need more. It's not gotta, enough, man. It's not enough, son. These other people are in the millions, man. You, you're not even close. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so he, yeah, so he, that was fun. And, um, other than that, nothing much. Uh, well, congrats on the hundred. Uh, thank you, man. Well, now I'm 101. Somebody else, some random person, subscribed. Okay, to good, this, so good. Because like, yeah. uh, you sent out a tweet about that. Yeah, and, and I was like, yeah, hey, you know, yeah, congrats, you, man. man. Like, it's it's a sl- you know, just it's you know, uh, steady wins the race. You know, I agree. Uh, you just gotta keep just keep doing what you're doing, put stuff out there, and people will find you. You know? I agree, man. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, I felt the same way, like with my music last year. Like at the end of the year, Spotify gives you like a breakdown of everything. Yeah. And I had like I don't know a couple thousand listeners like across the world. It's awesome. Fucking is yeah, it is awesome. Holy shit. Yeah, and I I tweeted that out too. Like I know it's not, and I said like I know it's not a lot for a lot of people, but like this is amazing for me, and I'm so appreciative of everybody who's been listening thank you like it's it's weird it's awesome um but yeah so like really Vir- like virtual fist bump thank you boom brother. thank you yeah. so yeah so like, i kind of like been really getting back to okay like what is my business plan like for my business for my music for our podcast like all these things like what do i really want and how do I, what am i actually doing about it like a lot of self-analysis and being like i've gotten way too comfortable i've gotten pretty lazy and you know yeah. So just like, yeah. But other than that, um, just work. I had, uh, like most of my day got rescheduled today. So I had most of the time off, which was convenient because I finally got that fucking guitar back today. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah. Dude called me last night or Wednesday night and he was like, Hey man, it's done. Come pick it up. I was like, I'll, I'll be there Friday morning. He's like, cool. And, uh, so, you know, chopped it up with him for like half an hour and then brought it back. And I've been playing it like all day. Like I had a couple clients and then a, everybody else rescheduled, but so like I'd play, play, play like 30 seconds before my session started. Then I would put it down and run downstairs and teach and then run back up. Like that was why you got on the Zoom call before me because I was literally just playing. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I'm obsessed. He did, he did amazing work. So that's exciting. Oh, I, I, that was my next question. So he did a good job. So good. Okay. So good. Well, good. Yeah. Good. And yeah. so I called you a couple of days ago and you were rewiring one of your uh, guitars. How did that go? That went well. So I was actually resetting up my pedal board. So like uh, the pedal use, board, like, that's right. Yeah. Pedal board, yeah, like guitar effects pedals. And mine is like really um, kind of a monster. It's this thing here. So I'll oh, let me show, shine. Holy light on shit! That. Yeah. So it's like um, wait, all of that like, is oh damn, dude. It's a lot. Yeah. That looks like so a Game Boy. Is that a Game Boy? No, they're just like it's. I don't know. It's like it looks like a Game Boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the white one right here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would, you know, getting, and that's like if you um, open it up, there's like shit underneath. And so I was just working on like. Oh, wow. Cable management and, uh, and stuff like that. So, it, you know, it took me a long time. Yeah, I can imagine. I'd be lost. I'd be like, yeah. I have no idea where these cables are going. I just it's want not them, so hard. I just want them to work. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's been it's been good. Like as far as like a, a gear week, everything's been going well. Things are smooth. Like no big problems. And yeah, so ultimately a good week. All right. Well, that's cool, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. I uh, I found out that my dad is having his uh, surgery for his uh, his prostate cancer on the twenty first which is a Monday. So I'm going to go, I'm driving out to San Diego on the 20th. Okay. Uh, make sure that I can, you know, take him to the hospital. Um, and I'll probably be there a couple of days. And I think my uncle even might be going with me. Okay. Uh, I need to reach out to him uh, to, to find out, but, um, yeah, that's what I got going on next weekend. Wow. And, uh, but it should be, no, it should be good. Like my dad is in, Outside of the prostate cancer, in very good health. Okay. And everything that the doctors have told him that he's relayed to me, there should be a, you know, a standard. I mean, standard. Anytime they gotta cut you open, I mean, yeah, there's something. But but he, I think I think he's gonna be okay. So I got that to look to to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the next week, but I'm gonna be out there in San Diego with him. You know, gotta gotta take care of pops. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good, man. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And what else is going on? Um, I saw Loki. I did, too. I thought it was fun. I did, um, too. I, uh, I don't, honestly don't have a whole lot. Like, I, Invested. I, I mean, cause we got, well, I mean, just in terms of like this show, because we, we have a certain thing we're going to talk about. So I didn't want to spend too much time on Loki. But I enjoyed it. And it was it was one of those it was one of those Marvel shows that like when they announced it, like I wasn't really looking forward to it. I mean, I like right. Loki, but I'm like, ah, a whole show about him. I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it because I'm a Marvel bitch and I just love Marvel. Sure. Uh, but it ended up being uh, a lot better. Well, I don't know better because I didn't go with the expectations, but I was into it more than I thought. Uh, I agree going in with the announcement i was like oh i'm really enjoying this yeah i agree i it's uh i like that it's it's kind of quirky and yeah. it, it it's not winking at the camera but it's kind of winking at the camera like as far as just like the vibe of it and it was also kind of serious and like there was like some deep emotional beats too and yeah yeah it was and i i, I like that it's fucking weird yes yeah I, it, it, I really, and, and there are stakes there are stakes yeah you don't know I what like, they you don't know what they fully are yet, but you can but tell, you like, feel, on that, yeah, yeah, you feel that there, there are, you know, uh, really heavy stakes involved with this. And I like that, like, obviously, Falcon and Winter Soldier was not weird. It was very, you know, kind of dry and straight ahead, but it, you know, it's decent. But like with Wandavision, with Loki, with you know, the Eternals, I'm sure will be kind of weird. Um, with you know, the next Doctor Strange, the multiverse. I like that they're going. That they're taking a chance to like make things a little more 
weird. It's it's more interesting. Like I, what I didn't want like from the second phase of Marvel was them to do like okay, let's just recreate the what we did before. Let's just like yeah. give every everybody an origin story, and then they team up, and then they fight a big bad, and then I. It doesn't seem like that's actually what's happening so far. Yeah. At least. Like they're they're doing it. It's cool. I I liked Loki, and I really liked Owen Wilson. He yeah, me too. He was my favorite <laughs> favorite part of the show. My mom's doing some movie with him right now. Oh really? Yeah. Can Atlanta. you say? She's, can you can you can you say? I don't what, know is what it, it is. Marvel? I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's it's not. I don't think it's Marvel. It's not Marvel. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I thought Owen Wilson was great. I, and I've always been a fan of Owen Wilson. I just liked yeah. him. Like he's yeah. Whether his movies, the movie he's in, is good or not. Like him being in it. Like he's usually yeah. just. A, a good part of anything that he's Absolutely. in. Absolutely, yeah. He's, he's and, wonderful. Uh, and he, I, I'd never really seen him be serious, like dramatic, and he was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he was great. Like, I, I mean, he was he was funny, like deadpan funny. Yes. But then, like, but like you said, there was also moments in, in in that first episode of Loki where he was definitely, you know, dealing with more than what was uh, being presented to us in that first episode. Like you could tell he yeah, was dealing with other things. That's exactly. Like there was yeah. like. Like there was depth behind a lot of what his motivations, which we yeah, don't like, know. He's carrying but you can tell. pathos. Yeah. 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 And yeah, there was like a moment when he was like interrogating slash interviewing Loki where he got like kind of stern with him, but like very serious for a second. Like he snapped out of the like, we're just goofing around pals until he got very serious. And yeah. I'm like, oh shit. That was great. Yeah. 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 So for anybody who watching, we're probably not going to spoil it because we got something else to talk about, but like. It's a good show, and I'm I'm actually looking it's forward good, to yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, me too. Honestly, I am too. Like I and I watched it twice. Uh, I saw it, so I think I hit you up because I didn't even mm-hmm. realize it was coming out. What was it? Was it Wednesday? I think it was yeah, Wednesday so. they came out. Yeah, because it dropped Thursday, it, so Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, holy shit! I'm like, I didn't. Even, I mean, I knew it was coming, but I I didn't think it was going to be dropping in the middle of the week. And I watched it, and then I watched it again. You know. uh, Shortly thereafter, I'm like, this is really good. Yeah. I like this, and I like Tom. I thought you know Tom Hiddleston as Loki is great, it's, yeah, and, he's, and it's really cool perfect. too because because it's uh, uh it's the Loki from the first Avengers. Yeah, so he has no idea about you know uh, Thor: The Dark World or and his role in that or like Infinity right. War and Endgame. Like this is the Loki that is plucked out of his own timeline from. Avengers, which came out in what 2012? So, yeah, 13. You yeah. know, that's so and, very... and, I, and I think that's a that's a really cool wrinkle in the whole thing. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. This, I mean, the whole ultimately, like what we learn in this episode is like because you know, in Endgame, there's that sequence where the Avengers go back in time to get the Tesseract, and then they fumble it, and Loki takes it and disappears so this picks up from there and it shows that scene and it shows what happens after he does that and then he gets arrested by these time police time cops not jean-claude van damme time cops it would have been, been, been nice yeah, if it was i was gonna van say damme, but yeah. <laughs> whatever Maybe that would have been a really time. cool callback there would have been there's still time he could he but could you're right in. though but they yeah they were time cops yeah they're just time cops um yeah. so they arrest him time and cops. They're going to try him and essentially they're going to kill him. They're going to like execute him. And then Owen Wilson takes him and saves him. And then he lays it out like everything that's happened, we've allowed to happen. Like it's according to the timeline. It's what's supposed to happen. And Loki's like the fucking yeah. 
uh, infinity stones and uh, or whatever he says like he's like all of this and he, owen wilson's like yeah yeah that's fine and then you see like loki yeah. just get diminished because <laughs> loki believes he's so like big bad and owen wilson's like no no yeah you're supposed to do all these things it's fine we don't care yeah, because that was that was the timeline. Like that is what was supposed to happen. Uh, Loki, and again, this is Loki from that first Avengers movie where he thinks everything revolves around him. He's the god of mischief. He's like he's a god. It's like who are you yeah. beings? Like how dare you speak to me and and this? And they're like, and in this organization, the uh, was it the the time the TVA? Yeah, the, is that what it? Yeah, time, time variance, variance authority authority. Yeah authority like they're like just nonplussed about all of his bluster and boasts and they're like yeah the the, the one scene and i think it was like one of the trailers where uh he goes to the, the bureaucracy of this division and he and he's in this he's talking to this one guy and he's like uh can you please just sign this stack of papers and be like this is everything you've ever said and he's like what like what are you talking about and the guy like another sheet of paper comes out and he just puts it on top. Okay, now now you got to sign this. He's like, what? What? Everything I've said and then another piece of paper comes out. And I, and nobody gives him any kind of fucks. Nobody cares about they're him. They're like, look, we... Nobody cares. It's like Asgardian, God. You can be a God of whatever the fuck. We are way beyond that. The TVA so so. is just an organization. Yes, yeah, so, so much okay, so go, like... Go. At a certain point, Loki escapes and goes into a room to get the Tesseract and he opens a drawer. The guy carrying the Tesseract, he doesn't give it. He did, he's like acting like it's just like a toy. He doesn't care. He just like throws it in a drawer. <laughs> Loki opens yeah. a drawer and it's like filled with infinity stones. There's like a dozen infinity stones. <laughs> <laughs> and Loki's yeah. like, you have infinity stones? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, some people use them as paperweights. <laughs> paperweights. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. I love great. that scene. Oh it man, really it's good, it's man. really good. It's 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 a it's a fun show that uh like that first episode has equal amounts of comedy, you know, and and stakes. And yeah, I'm not sure how many episodes Loki's gonna be, but just based off of this first episode, I mean, I, I think uh it seems like they're dealing with some major ramifications. As far yeah. as the uh, the MCU proper goes, because I've heard that the next big bad for the movies is going to be six, Kang, the Conqueror. Six, ep- six episodes. Six episodes. Okay. Oh, so Kang. Kang the Conqueror, okay. from what I heard, is supposed to be the next big bad threat to the movies, wow. like the MCU proper, like in terms of like the the big overarching threat. Wow. And he's all about time. Yeah. And... Uh, and managing the timelines and making sure that things go the way they're supposed to go. So uh, it looks like this show might be that introduction to potentially him, or at least, I mean, they're, they're, at least they're, they're, you know, they're bringing up the concept of the, of the timeline and making sure that everything goes the way that it's supposed to go. Nice. You know, uh, without any variance or deviations from it, you know? So I'm, I'm all, I'm all aboard, man. I, I, I dig it. Um, I'm very excited. And I was this their... close to I was. No, I was saying I was this close to canceling my Disney Plus because I was like, <laughs> I'm not using it. You know, I mean, I I, I own most of the MCU movies, mm-hmm. and I've got you know Disney Plus because of the shows, and 
I was going to cancel it because I didn't. I, I knew that Loki was coming, but I didn't know it was. I I was like, oh, oh, it's here. It's like okay, because yeah. I was like on the button, like I'm about to cancel this thing. Like, oh, Loki, first episode. All right, cool, cool. You get you get a reprieve, Disney Plus. Now I'm here. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very good, and I'm excited that they're doing the multiverse thing and we're going to get to see like multiple versions of the same characters. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, man, for anybody listening, like watch Loki. I, I mean, who knows, you know, what, uh, direction it'll go. Obviously Marvel kind of has a history yeah. with their TV shows of dipping down the last couple episodes. So we'll see, but so far it's great. But you know what though? I, I don't know. I could, you told you, so you said it was six episodes mm-hmm. for Loki. I think I look at that as like a a, a positive. Uh, I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier was six too. Was it? No. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was eight, wasn't it? I thought it was eight. Was it eight? I think oh, it was you're eight. Right. You're right. It yeah. was eight. But you're right. I mean, because I, I <laughs> when I hear of like a shorter season, I'm thinking, okay, every episode they've got to maximize everything. Yeah. They've only got so yeah. much time. Uh. So, but, yeah. you know, yeah, but Marvel managed to flub, you know, both WandaVision and Falcon in, you know, a small season, too. Yeah, so, yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but whatever. Yeah, you're right. I mean, as much as I love WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, like they they rush to the finish line. Yeah. On both. Yeah, uh, they, get, they get really comfortable in the beginning building the world, which is awesome. And then they like, oh, shit, we <laughs> we only signed on for. Yeah. What the, yeah, we got to wrap this up. B. We got to wrap this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's good i'm definitely looking forward to more yeah me too uh and okay one last thing before we get into our major our, our main topic of this episode yeah. and y'all like this main topic is gonna be a good one but before yeah. i get into that so i've been ta- i've been telling you about kim's convenience yeah and how they just put their last season on netflix uh the news though out of that show have you heard anything about or read anything about kim's convenience Mm-mm. So apparently, like a lot of the actors were really upset with a lot of things. They were upset as far as how the show was abruptly canceled because the uh, showrunner in his show, who was the creator of it, because it's because Kim's Convenience started out as like a stage play. Okay. And then it became this uh the sitcom on CBC in Canada. And like all these stories have come out from like Simu Lu, the son, uh, that I was, you know, that's in Shang-Chi, um, the mother uh on the show, his father on the show, who was also in The Mandalorian, uh have have all been have all come out and it said it's like, you know, the show started out one way, but like towards like the third, fourth, and fifth season, like there was no representation in the writer's mm. room. Uh Enos Troy, the creator, was kind of put on the the back pedal. And, you know, his influence really wasn't what it was. Wow. And that a lot of what made the show, the show that I loved, uh, it all came from the actors basically kind of being the cultural consultants because there was nobody of the Korean, uh, wow. uh, you know, uh, side, like in the writer's room to lit. Wow. And inform these writers on how things should be. And it was right. like kind of left up to the actors. And so there was all the, yeah, it's been all over, like at least it's the channels that I, I subscribe to on YouTube, people talking about it and documenting the, uh, the drama that went on behind the scenes. And 
I finished watching the fifth season on Netflix, um, the last season, and it's definitely the worst. Hmm. Um, it's not bad, but you know, I was like, I could tell. I'm like, yeah, this is it's not the Kim's convenience that I'm used to. It's it just uh, it didn't hit the same highs, and right. it, it, it just you know, it was all right. Yeah, you know, and. And I didn't. And so I watched. I watched the season, and then I started reading about how how everything you know you know pl- you know panned out for the show, and it just got me feeling really uh, just disheartened about the whole yeah. thing, and and honestly, even questioning like my enjoyment of rewatching the series moving forward, seeing as how a lot of the actors and you know were treated, you know, right? Um, because it's a great. I thought it, it, it is. It's a, the first. I will say the first four seasons are great. Um, and if the actors had to exert whatever influence they had to make sure that the things that they were talking about were authentic to the Korean culture, uh, the, the immigrant side and and then that first generation side, then then so be it. Then a kudos to those actors for not just sitting back and just letting another group of people tell their story. Mm-hmm. Um, but Absolutely. yeah, it was it was it was sad to hear that that's how that whole thing went down. Yeah, that is sad. I mean, it's definitely a problem in Hollywood of like not representation just on screen. That's getting better. It's got a long way to go, but it's getting better. But like, like what you said, specifically in the writer's room, um, the representation is still pretty bad. Like I know a lot of companies are hiring like directly, like intentionally not hiring white whatever because they want this and that. But like even that, it's it's kind of... uh, um, not authentic. Well, like they're they're doing it to for show. Like oh look yeah. look we hired this, but then like like you see see in Kim's convenience like they just slowly start like removing them and replacing them with more yeah. like, the status quo shit that we're kind of all used to. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like for me it's just like a common sense thing. If you're if you have a sitcom that is uh, the central focus is based off of a immigrant family. Uh, any, I mean, in the situation, yeah, any, of, any, of, uh, any, any, yeah. you know, whatever the culture or Korean, is, yeah. whatever the culture is, yeah. like to have somebody in that room, and because, because, like, I'm, because I'm, I'm not saying that you know a white writer or a black writer can't write. No, for, a, good, a good writer is a good writer. A good writer is a good writer. But yeah. you, but at the same time, it's like like you're just kind of foolish to think that. Yeah, oh, I can. Yeah, we're good. Like we can just bring in writers who have no idea about this culture that this show yeah. is about all korean household yeah exactly yeah yeah of course you should uh, uh, of course have like if you're gonna write a character who's indian or korean or black or white or whatever there should white, be yeah. someone at least one preferably like two from that culture to yeah. inform the character to inform, of, yeah of course unless unless their culture has zero bearing on the character. Right. Like, exactly. Right, like, exactly. Like, it's, it's some characters, they, they're, they're not, there's no depth, so they could be played by anyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't right. make a difference. Their family, their backstory doesn't make it. But if you're, yeah, if you're. But, but, but if the show, the central premise of the show is cultural. the cultural aspects of this, of this family, this character, then yeah, it's just, for me, it's just like common sense. It's like, of course. Well, of course. Yeah, you know? of course. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that was, um, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I've been promoting this show on the on this podcast because it is a good show. And I definitely don't want to dissuade anybody, any of our four or five listeners 
from uh, <laughs> from watching Kim's Convenience. The first, like I said, the first four seasons are great. And while uh, you're listening, fifth, go ahead and uh, rate and review on iTunes. Uh, yeah. Follow on Spotify. Hit us up on Twitter at Bombcast Podcast. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm glad you did that. It's like let's get let's get you know some double digit viewers. Yeah, we're uh, growing, motherfuckers. Let's do it. Yeah, but honestly, like I mean, off topic. Like honestly, I don't care how many people listen to this. Uh, I know that our friends do. And at the end of the day, honestly, that honestly is I know, it's, it's, it's fun, man. I love it. I and love then it. just but talking also, to you. Like, also, you know, share and tell your friends about it. because we. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would like some sponsorships. We would like to, uh, you know, make this grow. So please, yeah. please do that. Rate and review and, and share and all that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you hit me uh, up the other day with a really good idea. I'll let you tell it, but when I got the text, you, you text me, I don't know, was it Monday? Sunday? Was it? Probably Sunday. I think, yeah. I think it was Sunday. And you suggested what we're about to talk about. And I was so happy because one, you suggested that we watch a movie again, re- re- revisit a movie. And I was yeah. so happy that one, because like, it's a great idea. It's, I mean, I've seen it a number of times after we we watched it when it came out. But like it's been multiple years, but it is st- like I always sits in my brain as like this is one of the best, you know, this type of horror movie. It's one of my favorites. I love it so much. And because it, it does have a special place, uh, like um, nostalgia wise or, or emotionally for me, too. So go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Let the people know. Uh, yeah. No. So I, I reached out to Graham. And so. Graham, like we became friends. 2000 we met 2004 yeah 2004 so i think one of the for me at least in terms of the history of our friendship one of the things that really i felt and maybe i'm this but this is me maybe you feel different but one of the things that i feel really kind of bonded our friendship was going to the movies this one night it was like it was like a saturday or whatever it was a weekend I was uh, living we in Sherman Ar- Oaks. Yeah, yeah. We went yeah. to the ArcLight in Sherman Oaks, and we watched this movie, uh, The Descent. And we're, we're going to get into the movie, but it was the first time. It, I think it was the first time we had seen a movie together. Yeah, like because we Am used I wrong to go, about that. And I, I, I think you're right because we used to go as like groups with THQ, like a bunch of us would yeah. go to movies and stuff. But like this was, I think this was, I think you're right. This is the first time we saw a movie, just us. Cause it's like, yeah, just me and you. Yeah. This movie came out 2005. 2005. So, yep. I mean, maybe we knew each so other. We just, we, maybe. I was going to say, and probably, probably not even that. I mean, yeah. honestly, uh, six months, I would say maybe half a year. Yeah. Right. Six months. <clears throat> and, you know, me being me, like I'm 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 a rare cat which like look, I mean, I don't I'd rather go to a movie by myself. Agreed. Uh than invite somebody who I just met and yeah. you know, like oh <laughs> you know, this cat is like on he he's on that friend level, but I'm not sure we're that cool where I'm like, I want to see a movie. Yeah, with and and you know, like after high school, like making new friends is like a weird concept. Like part of the reason you make friends in school is just because you're around them. Like you're just there yeah. all the time. So it's like they become your friends. Like that's how most friendships are born is just because you're just shoved into the same place together. 
And then once you leave that place, it often doesn't continue because, well, we're, <laughs> we're not in that place. So, yeah, I, I agree. Like, we were friends at THQ. And then when we made the leap to, like, let's be real friends, it was uh, – yeah. it's always scary. You're like, fuck, is this – should I? Should we do this? I don't know. But, you know, it's funny, though, because you're right about, you know, friends you meet in high school, junior high, elementary. Uh, but, fun, you know, coincidentally enough, like, the – the best friends that I've met in my life were in college and at THQ, you know, and that's where we met. And, yeah. you know, you, Byron, you know, my friend Mitchell, uh, Dan, my friend Justin, like I met so many, so many people, good people. Yeah. That have Jason and I've met Marcus, who I was just Jason. Yeah. Like I've like I've met more good. I've met more of my best friends. Through THQ, than any amount of uh, schooling yeah. that I that I did, yeah. And it's one of those things where you don't know it at the time. Like you know, when we went to go see this movie, I was like, you know what, Graham's cool. Like, I I could fuck with him. Like, yeah. he's a guy. Like, I just knew. Like, you were a cool cat. I felt that way about and, you uh, too. Yeah, yeah. I, and so uh, we went and- to this movie. I just want just because I, oh, no, I just go, no, go ahead, I go just ahead. I just realized I I didn't also say like uh, just I don't want to leave anybody out but like Lucas um, Lucas and then, yeah there's a lot we know uh, one two of my Lucases. best friends there's two Lucases two Lucases one of my best friends Phil who passed away a couple of years ago um, all at THQ it was like a real special place it was it yeah. was I mean I can never like when people talk about how oh man being a being a game tester must have sucked and I'm like yeah the job did yeah but the amount but the the friendships that I forged have maintained and then TSU is not even around anymore I mean you got TSU yeah. Nordic but the yeah, TSU was... proper is gone but I still have friends yeah you know that I reach out to and connect with on a, on a regular basis I mean you being you know number one Tony. I mean, yeah. shit. I get, totally, we yeah. can just keep going, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, but it's it's rare to have to make that many friendships in a workplace. Like you always, you know, you're gonna make some friends at work, but then like to keep that many friendships after not only like you leave, but the company's not even there. It's not like everybody else still works there. Yeah. And one or two, like the company doesn't exist, uh, and there's still so many of those friendships that are are still solid. Still solid, yeah, yeah. And we got to get Jason on a show again here pretty soon. Yeah. You got to figure out something to talk about to include. But I, I remember when, but, uh, I, I see, I like, I was living at that time. I was, I had an apartment on Sepulveda, uh, just South of Ventura. And we were hanging out and I don't know if we had planned to go to the movie or it was just like, Hey, there's this new movie out. Let's go see it. I don't remember how it went. Yeah, I don't but, either. But yeah, I'm gonna I, I, I'm, I'm gonna guess that it was me that asked you to to come see this movie because for sure the reason I got interested in this flick that is sent was because of the director, uh, Neil Marshall, directed this film, and I became a fan of him before I met you. Uh, I was still was I? No, I was out of college, but it was before I met you. Okay. And this was this was back when Blockbuster was still around, and I would go to Blockbuster, and I kept seeing this this movie called Dog Soldiers. Right. And I'd pick up the box, and this was a movie that never made it into uh, you know cinemas here or movie theaters in the states. <laughs> it was a uh, a British production, 
But I, I, I gotta say, I went to Blockbuster because I used to live close to one. Um, it must have been three times where I go there looking for movies, and I kept seeing Dog Soldiers. I'm like, I, first I, of I all, remember, I, I remember the, the cover well. Yeah, yeah, I like the title, and I'd, I'd read the back of the box, and it's like this pair of paramilitary unit and you know SAS they're doing this war games training and they're ambushed by werewolves I'm like fuck that sounds dope but it took me three three trips to Blockbuster where I was like one day like fuck it I'm, I, I'm gonna take a chance on this movie yeah and I did and I went home and I think it was just by myself because I yeah it was just me I wasn't on a date or nothing. I just went and just got this movie and it was fucking fantastic. And it was the first time that I had rented a movie where it had not been released in the, you know, basically right. it was a straight to DVD, straight to blockbuster type flick. And it was great. Directed by Neil Marshall. Fast forward, his second film, The Descent. And then I think I told you about yeah. this and I'm like, hey, we've got to go check out this movie. Did I tell you about Dog Soldiers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You when, were the one who told me about you Dog Soldiers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you you told me about yeah. Dog Soldiers, and then you, you, exactly what you just told me now. You on the strength of that, you're like the same director. He did this movie, The Descent, and um, I had no idea what it was about. You just kind of said like it's kind of like a horror movie, but like you know, they're just even back then, 2005. Like you weren't getting all the information about. A movie before yeah, it came out. Yeah. Um, so we walked over there. It was, I, know, I think I think I probably told away. you it's like a whole bunch of whole bunch of chicks in a cave that go spelunking and then monsters attack. And it's like <laughs> let's go. I don't even know if you said the monsters. I don't remember, but I remember walking over. And then more importantly, like I remember in the theater just being overwhelmed with tension in the fucking movie. But I remember walking back. It was very like we went to a late showing. And I remember... Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, I remember standing in front of my building on the corner there and us just talking about it for a long fucking time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this movie... Uh, and, I, and I'm so glad because, you know, Neil Marshall, like, I, I was like, okay, you know, this is your second movie. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm inviting my homeboy to come watch this. Please yeah. don't yeah. have <laughs> yeah. that sophomore jinx. Like... Keep doing what you do because Dog Soldiers was, was done on a very small budget. Yeah. And he did a fantastic job with that. Practical effects uh, all the way through, a little bit of CG. And, you know, I saw, so yeah, because I mean, you've never been a big, you know, fan of like trailers. I had seen the trailer for The Descent. And I, and as soon as, first of all, the movie looked cool when I first saw the trailer. But when I saw who was directed by, I'm like, oh my God, I recognize that name. That's homeboy who did Dog Soldiers. He made yeah. it big time, son. He made it big time. <laughs> He's in Hollywood now. So, I mean, yeah. he he could have ruined our whole friendship if, if it was a shitty movie. Like maybe would we would have never connected, and that would have been it. <laughs> well, that would if, if our friendship would have ended, that would have been on your side. Where it's like hey, flimsy, this, yeah. This this it's Negro fucking, this Negro don't know a good movie from a bad movie. It's like this nah. motherfucker comes over, drags me to a movie, and it's shitty. No, <laughs> no, sir, no, thank you. <laughs> Never again. No more friends for me. And I remember too, like when we went to the theater, we we sat close, yeah, to the screen, yeah, uh, yeah. We got some pretty shitty ass seats, 
Like we were just staring up at this giant fucking screen at the arc light. Yeah. And uh, I fucking loved every minute of it, man. Same, man. I, I mean, yeah, not to bury the lead. Like, yeah, yeah. This this movie is so fucking good. Every single thing about it is good. Visually, it's gorgeous. Like the locations are great. The lighting is amazing. The music, the acting, like every, every fucking choice is absolutely perfect. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I've seen this movie. So after we saw it, I was like, man, this movie's fucking dope. Yeah. I, bought the, I bought the DVD. Same. I wa- I've, I've seen I've seen this movie at least 10 times. I, I rewatched it a couple of days ago. Uh, it holds up. There were yeah. things like in, you know, when I watched a couple of days ago that I'm like, OK, things that I really didn't pick up the first time. Yeah. But I really got on like my eleventh viewing, I guess. Right. But uh, but let me just paint a scene. Yeah. So this film, The Descent, uh, and brass tacks, and we're gonna spoil the fuck out of this movie. So, yeah. you know, spoiler warning, I suppose. Yeah, for a fucking sixteen-year-old movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but the movie basically, like, I guess the uh, the Cliff Notes version of this film is. It's a group of, it's a friend group of six women who are in the States. They're in the, what was it, the Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all, you know, British, European, like, you know, that side of the world. But they uh, come to the States and they are going to go, I guess, spelunking. Is that the term? Cave diving. Yeah. Cave so diving. Like the, yeah. Cave so diving. They, 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 you get the sense. So this movie, sorry to interrupt, this movie is like so good at giving you backstory without giving you exposition. Exposition, yes, yes. There's no exposition in this movie, none. There's no exposition, but every character is fully realized and and rounded and and you're with them. When I tell people about this movie, I always say like, they don't tell you anything, but you know it all. Yeah, like they, they that's give a really you good everything. point. Yeah, it, it's it's fucking remarkable. And w- when I was watching it on Monday or whatever, like I was just shocked. Like every scene is the minimum amount that you need to hear or see to get the maximum amount of information. It's really impressive. It is. It is, and that's a good. Yeah, I'm glad. You, I'm glad you said that because uh, I mean the movie starts with these, but there's with these Ugh. friends, whitewater rafting. So like you, so like you just said, like this movie doesn't give you exposition. It just shows you. It shows yeah. and doesn't tell. Yeah. It shows you. Yeah. And so right off the bat, and I think one of my first notes here was yeah, I said right off the bat, you see that this friend group, they're thrill seekers. Yeah, you know they're white water rafting. They're just out there wanting to kind of test themselves and just enjoy life and do things that kind of take them out of their comfort zones. You know what my first note is? What's that? Fuck rafting. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been like rafting, but not like you know crazy rapids. Um, I've been like crazy. Yeah, when I was young, when I was Fuck when that. I lived in Alaska, when I lived in Alaska in, in uh, Mount McKinley, whitewater rafting, shit was fucking gully, son. Yeah, like I, I've been whitewater rafting, but it wasn't that intense. Like it, you know, it got a little bumpy, but it wasn't like what these chicks are doing here. Fuck all of that. Fuck that. Like no, no I'm not testing nature, man. 
no, <laughs> no, thank you. All right, go ahead. So yes, yeah, like you said, like you, they establish right away they're thrill seekers, and that it's the, the three girls, just three in the beginning, right? Like, they're close, yeah, yeah. And so the, so look, okay, so there's 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 six women in this group, but the only two you need to give a fuck about is the lead, Sarah, yeah, and Juno, who yeah, is her, and I'm putting up air quotes, best friend, right? So Juno is there in that opening scene on the on the, on the rapids. And like you so were just mentioned, Sarah, Juno, and Beth are the three. And Beth, yeah, yeah. See, I don't even remember the rest of them girls' names. I, I had to listen you know. later. Could in my notes, I had written her down the wrong name, and so I had to go. Okay, back. yeah, because yeah, like I was, I, I had another note here saying, uh, as far as like the friends go, their performances were all great, but the only two you need to give a fuck about is Sarah, totally, totally, and, and Juno, totally. And and they do this this light thing where, I mean, if you've seen any movie, I mean, the way they frame a thing, you can tell that. So Sarah's there, like her husband, Sarah, the lead, you know, they're getting done with their whitewater rafting. Uh, they're all like full of, you know, piss and vinegar. Like, oh, my God, that was fantastic. Yeah, and they're disembarking from the raft. And you see Sarah's husband, you know, helping them out. And there's this. Smoke, there's this cut where he's helping out Juno, and then there's a look where Juno kind of gives, or maybe yeah. it was like Juno was looking at the husband helping yes. out his wife out of the, the raft. Yeah. And that right there is a look where it's like, if you've seen any movie, okay, well, that means something. Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, basically fast forward a little bit, just a little bit, where they're leaving. Sarah is with her husband and her so, daughter. A, a couple things happen there, like in that in that scene where they, so they, they knock Juno into the water just for a joke. They're all laughing. Ha ha ha. They come out of the water. Yeah. Sarah's husband pulls Juno out and you can see like, oh, these two are actually in love. Like Sarah look, and the husband yeah. are married, but Juno is clearly having an affair with the husband. Yeah. And then there's an, another shot where Beth looks over and sees them looking at each other, like the husband and Juno. And so she recognizes, oh, they're having an affair. So Beth now knows this secret. But they don't say any of it. You just you if you watch it, you can pick it up. Yeah. And when I was watching it, it this time, I don't know. I just, it's been so long. I didn't remember. I was like the first time we watched it. I don't know if I picked up on how clear the message is that they're having an affair and Beth knows. But it is very clear because it's done so well. Yeah, I yeah. didn't pick it up the first time I saw it. I can yeah. I can really admit that I didn't. I mean, I yeah. was just so caught up into oh my god, what's going on? That yeah. But yeah, but like having seen it multiple times now, like when you when you rewatch it, it's obvious. It's like yeah. okay, because there's obvious, always yeah. a because there's always a reason. Like a director doesn't like the the director chooses his shots for a reason. He's telling and a story. Yeah, he's telling a story. Yeah, it's like, well, why are you you know kind of lingering on this reaction from her? Where it's like, she, you know, Juno's got nothing to do with them, and. But yeah, it's but when you're watching it in real time the first time, you, you're just yeah. it's all new information, so you're just taking everything in. Like, okay, what's happening? So yeah, so uh, you, yeah, you were saying. So fast forward, they're yeah, so in the fast car. Forward, so it's, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's Sarah, and again, Sarah's the lead, um, and she's in the this SUV with, and her husband is driving. She got the daughter, it was the daughter, right? It was the daughter mm-hmm. in the back seat, and they're driving, you know, back to their domicile their hotel their cabin whatever they get into a crazy a fucking gnarly car accident this truck and it's it's because like 
the husband is preoccupied thinking about Juno. Like he's thinking about her while he's having to listen to his wife, who he doesn't love anymore. Do you think that's about, what it was? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Having having been in that situation, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I was watching, I'm like, how the fuck do you just not pay that attention at all when yeah. you're driving on the road? Because yeah. it was one of those things where if there's any criticism of it, it's like, come on, come on, son. It's like one of those things in movies where, you know, you see people in the movies where the driver is constantly looking at the person, the passenger side. I'm like, right. bro, you're driving. You should probably yeah. be looking straight. Right. Like in uh, Army of the Dead. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, no, he, he's totally preoccupied and the wife keeps trying to talk. So the wife is talking to the young daughter. She's, I don't know, seven or something yeah. in the back seat about her birthday. What do you want to do for your birthday party? And the daughter's talking, and then the wife keeps trying to include the husband, and he's not listening. He's, he's not listening, yeah. Daydreaming about Juno or his feelings or whatever. Then fi- she keeps going, hey, hey, are you okay? And then finally, that's why he turns to her to address her. And as he does that, yeah, he veers over. And like you said. He gets, yeah, he uh, runs into this uh, this truck that has that is carrying these. Uh, like, like copper pipes. Copper pipes and poles. And when they collide, like, first of all, like, everybody, this movie. It gets, they do not shy away from the gore. No. These pipes come flying through from hit from, from that truck into Sarah and her husband's car. And you just see the husband impaled with a pipe right through his fucking head. You know, and this, yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, and, 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 you know, they basically kind of uh, insinuate that the daughter got it too. This, that, that, it, what you just said, like the way they, the way he chose to frame and show that was so good like because you're not you don't want to show the kid getting killed by this thing so yes they show the husband and it's fucking brutal it's brutal like when they initially show it they they show the crash from inside the car so you get in the pov and they show one pole come through the passenger side of the windshield so and then you see it hit the husband so you know but they show another one coming through the middle so you infer that it's on that trajectory it's going to enter the back seat and when they cut to the outside of the car you see that there are two close together so you 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 just know oh it it killed the daughter as well it, they don't yeah. have to show it they don't have to say it like again like he, he gives the least amount to give you the most information it, it's so yeah yeah no he Neil Marshall's a great director and uh for for anybody like anybody if you're gonna you know google him or whatever like he directed a lot of Probably some of the best episodes of Game of Thrones. Um, that's probably oh, I his. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably some of his his more recent work were uh, the better episodes of Game of Thrones. That more notable episodes of Game of Thrones. Uh, not any of that last season bullshit. Yeah, but uh, but he was definitely so, a part of that. So you cut to Sarah waking up in a hospital. Well, the next cut is like black and then the daughter is there and she turns around and blows out a birthday candle so sarah throughout the movie is going to have these like dark room like just a spotlight in the middle yeah like like visions like visions or hallucinations or you know like a feeling it's that's what's good too like you know it's like a feeling she's having it's not necessarily like a literal thing she's seeing but it 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 establishes that like she's gonna have these moments yeah she wakes up in the hospital because that was her last thought, her last conversation with her daughter about the birthday. Yeah. And, you know, she has this trauma and she keeps going back to just thinking about her, her daughter's birthday. Uh, 
but yes. Go. So please. she, yeah. Um, and you know, especially after like just having a kid, like all day, every day, I am co- like, no, no joke. Like I, all day I think about something bad happening to my son. Like it's all I think about. It's awful. Like the best part of parenting is that like all day, every day for the rest of your life, you're going to just obsess <laughs> over the worst things imaginable happening to this, happening to this person you love beyond measure. So like every time a movie, it's always horror movies. They always, you know, bad things happen to kids cause it's the worst thing. And it's always so painful. So yeah, so she gets up, she's walking through the hall, she sees her friend and she's like screaming, where's my daughter? And she's like, she didn't make it and they're on the floor crying. And then you see Juno there. This is obviously like right after the accident. Like yeah, however long it took to get to the hospital. Yeah. And then Juno starts crying as well because she realizes both the daughter and the husband are dead. And then you see Juno's reaction is like, this man I love is dead. Plus my best friend just lost her husband and, and her, her daughter. daughter. And now I've also been carrying. Now I have to carry this weight of like this secret forever too. Like there's a yeah, lot going on there. There's a lot going on. That's what I was saying. Like Juno and Sarah are the two major figures in this film. Yeah. And, uh, and, and can I just as an aside, it's never good to cheat on I mean, look, if you're not married now, if you had a wife, yeah, you're one of my best friends. Yeah. I would never, ever, ever, ever fuck around with your wife. Thank ever, you. Ever. I ever. appreciate that. I wouldn't, and nor I you. Yeah, you. yeah. Yeah. I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. Like, if you're going to cheat, like, don't do it with the person, like a person you love's love. Yeah. And don't be so yeah. obvious about it, too. Definitely don't so, be so obvious I, about it. And I, so I say all that to say that Juno did a bad thing. Yeah. But goddamn, Juno is fine as fuck, dude. dude like, I she's cannot. She's so gorgeous. She, I love Juno. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm jumping the lead. I love Juno. Yeah. I think, yeah, she did a, she did a terrible thing. Sure. By, by We're humans. We all do bad things. It, yes. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. Juno but, is one of my favorite characters in the entire fucking movie. Full stop. I'm just gonna say it out front. Like I, she's, I no, love she's her. great. Like she pisses me off later. We'll get to that in a second. Like, yeah. like the decision she makes. No, she pisses me off too. Is yeah. so upsetting. But like, because so you see how flawed she is as the movie goes on. You see how flawed she is as a character. Like, I mean, as she's a person, a, not as a character. She's the most human character yeah. in this film. Yeah, she she is very very flawed. Um, she she continuously makes. The bad choice. Bad choice. Bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> y- you can, you feel in her that, that that's not, she just can't get out of her way and she, she's just scared and she does, the, she does bad things. Yeah. So yeah. it cuts to, I don't know, like a year later or something like that. I think so. Yeah. So the other thing that really hit me in this movie was the title. I had never thought about the title. Like, obviously, you go like, oh yeah, they're going into a cave. Like the cave thing hasn't happened yet in the movie, but like, okay, so that's what, but for the first time when I was watching it, I thought like, oh, there's more here to that title. It's not just the oh, descent. Oh, interesting, it, interesting. Yeah, okay. it's the way it, when and where the, the title card came up, or I guess the title overlay came up, it was like, oh, it's, because it's after the accident. 
like right after the car crash, the title appears on screen. Yeah. And I the was impaling. like, oh, yeah, it's it's not just the descent into the cave that's coming up. It's like this descent into trauma and descent into mourning. And like it's this whole downward spiral, like the descent of their relationship, of this friendship. Um, it was like, I don't know, it just hit me really big that it was way more than just in this cave. Look at and you, it, man. Look at you, <laughs> Roger Ebert e- would be proud of <laughs> this you, analysis. That is, but you're right though; it is. Yeah, yeah. it's. And I was it's, like, what? What an apt yeah. title that! Like, it's not just the fucking cave. Of course, it's not just the fucking cave. Like, yeah, so much shit just happened in the first ten minutes of this movie. That, like, yeah, you know, it's funny. I had the similar experience. This actually happened the first time I saw it when I saw Castaway. Yeah. I knew what it was about, like Tom Hanks lost on an island. But the way the title card comes, or the way that the title comes on the screen, it shows cast and then away. Like he was thrown away because that's how he yeah. feels on the island because nobody come to save him. Oh, shit. Right? I've never seen Cast. I've never seen Castaway. But Dude, that's... you should see Castaway. Ah. It's, it's really good. No, no, it, it really is good. Like it's, I it's mean, legitimately I, I, good. I, I've seen parts of it. I've never seen it all the way through. So yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's very yeah. good. Um, but sure yes, so so anyway, the the descent. I was like, oh wow, that's a really deep and intense. And it's also title. a descent into madness. Yeah, uh, well, literally a little bit, a little bit, like a descent into madness towards your survival. Yes, well, it's how I well, would frame it. Well, and there's a literal ha- descent that I think is a hallmark of this film. Have you? Yes, have you seen the director's cut of this movie? That's what I watched. That's what I okay, own. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. So, okay, because the the theatrical cut, the one we saw, and then the one that's on Amazon is the U.S. release, and it's and yeah. the ending is slightly different. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So I just I just looked it up to uh, the budget was three point five million, but in you know pounds at the time. So I mean, yeah. maybe four or five million at the most. So very very yeah. modest, modest even for the time, very low budget. Neil Marshall is going to do a lot with this small budget because I know that if he, if he had this, if he had that budget for uh, The Descent, I mean, uh, who, who knows what he had for Dog Soldiers? Yeah. And that movie, again, way better than it had any right to be. And again, using practical effects, which are not cheap. Yeah. And, and, and same thing here, too. Obviously, like CGI wasn't that big of a thing in 2005. Like it was fairly not new technology but like as far as it being good it not many people yeah i was gonna say it was a thing but yeah. it wasn't very good it was no i mean at the I time think, think about it like like jurassic park was 92 jurassic park yeah no that was 93 okay i'm good with the with the, the gears son so you want to go early 90 very no, I, early I, gotta, 90s. I gotta know i gotta know hold on okay, I, gotta, okay. I gotta know i think it's 92 I, whatever I gotta, I gotta test my uh, my googling skills. Uh, Jurassic Park, uh, nineteen ninety three. All right, all right, all right. Um, I got it. You got it. So you think about at the time, like Jurassic Park at that time, the best CGI ever done, right? And then there were like then T two. Oh no, T two was before Jurassic Park. That was 92, yeah. 92 was T2. So T2 or nine, 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 91, 91, 91, I'm sorry. So T2, Jurassic Park are like the pinnacle. And I think about it at that time, like the be- 
best computer graphics artists at the time had maybe been doing it. I don't know, five, six, seven years. Like now it's like everybody's been doing it 30 years. So you get much better in the technology. So at this, so anyway, in this movie, there's no CGI. Everything is lighting. Everything is lighting. And And the lighting is so fucking good. It's in this movie. And then practical effects. Yeah. It's amazing. Practical effects. Yeah. I always talk about this when I talk about Lord of the Rings, because like, I mean, it's a huge undertaking and it's there and they're very good, but like, I have a ton of problems with those movies. One of them being in the first film, Fellowship of the Ring, when they're in the minds of Moria, and I'm not comparing it to the books. I'm just, but in the books, it's supposed to be like pitch black. Like there's the only light is the light from Gandalf's staff. That's how it's supposed to go. So it's supposed to feel extremely claustrophobic and scary. And then in the movie, it's like bright as fucking day. Like everybody's, you can see everything all the time. Yeah. It, It bothers me so much. And this movie, is like, no, no, they're in a fucking cave. There's no light. The only light is whatever light they're shining, whether it's a flashlight or a camera or glow a phone. Glow stick, yeah. Glow stick. Like, that's it. And and for the most part, that's how the scenes are lit. Like, obviously, there's lights, you know, casting light on them so you can see them. But, like, it is a dark. Once they get in that fucking yeah. cave, that shit is yeah. dark. And it's, it's really terrifying. Dark. It's really scary. And it's, and it's claustrophobic. Oh my God. Uh, I, I don't know if I fully have a you know claustrophobia, but I know that watching films uh, like this or any film where you know someone is in like this tight enclosed space, like that to me scares me more than oh anything else. The, the, like the just the thought of being this, there. Yeah, the the biggest villain in this movie is tension. Like it's so yes. scary. Yes. So we cut to a year later after the accident and uh, Sarah and Beth are driving to a cabin and they're chatting a little bit. Like they're saying like Juno bailed very quickly after the accident and, you know, Beth is insinuating for something the, there. And for the funeral, like she wasn't, wasn't there, really there, wasn't right. present. So they get to this cabin. Juno comes. So it's Juno, Sarah and Beth again. And then to go in the house and there's three more girls, three more women, uh, two sisters and then another woman who's another young woman who's uh, like Juno's protege learning about, you know, thrill seeking and shit. And they're all they have this great, you know, party night and they're it just. Yeah. You instantly love all of them and their chemistry is it's great. A great it's, it's a great scene. Like that really scene is. Is, is 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 awesome because I think in any other director's hand, they probably think, well, we can cut this. Yeah. But. But like you said earlier, which I think, honestly, which I didn't even think about because I was so, I mean, I love this movie, but you're right. This movie has no exposition. They just present to you and you fill in the blanks. Uh, this scene of them all getting back together again uh, in that cabin before they go into, you know, the cave. I thought it's fucking brilliant because yeah. it does enough to, <laughs> uh, it does enough to them. endear you. To all these characters, I mean, you've yeah. met, you know, you know, Sarah and Sarah's coming out, you know, you know what she's dealt with and her loss. But you're but she's here with her friends and like you're meeting all these other people. It's like just the camaraderie and like how happy they were just to be amongst each other. Like they're smoking. Yeah. weed and they're just they're drinking and they're just having a good time. And, 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 and it doesn't take it doesn't take a lot of minutes, too. But it's like it just shows you that, hey, these people like each other. Yes. And they care about each other. And, 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 and I thought in, it was in, effective, I, without a doubt. And in a in a U.S. release, 
with a U.S. director, with a male U.S. director especially, that scene would have been just riddled with sex, sexuality bullshit. Like, them in underwear, them in bikinis, them whatever. There would have been some fucking nonsense. And seriously, to his credit, so this this movie is a 100% female cast aside from the husband in the beginning and maybe the husband, like a, yeah. a doctor or something in the hospital or whatever. Um, it's it's a completely female cast. Once the the bulk of the movie starts, it's all female, save for like yeah. the monsters later. At no point in the entire film, at no point does he sexualize any of them. No, not at all. They're they're just people, and then they're strong or capable or weak in certain areas, and it's th- there is no sexuality in this movie, and it's it, it's well, it's amazing because like yeah, we never get this. Like women in movies always has to be sexualized. I mean, in America, but then too, like it's disappointing to realize how easy it is to do that. <laughs> like you just well, write them as real people, and then I was, was going to say, I was going to say, it's like just present them as people, present them as friends. Because you're right, and like I didn't even think about that, but you're but you're right. They they're not sexualized at all. Like they are just. Uh, I mean, shit. They're just hanging out. Like they're just people. I mean, like, like how like how women hang people. out. Like yeah. like how women hang out. Like they're in yeah. their sweats. Like they're in this cabin. They're drinking. They're doing whatever. Like they're and like I said. Like they're. It really cements the fact that in a short amount of time, that these people are close, and they care about each other, and they're happy to be amongst each other. Yeah. And yeah, and you're right. Yeah, there's no sexualization of anything. It's like, hey, we're doing this tomorrow. When we wake up from our hangovers, we're going to go in this cave and we're going to, you know, do some thrill seeking type shit. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I they wake up and everybody is hung over as fuck except for Juno. So she's Juno. Out, like, running like early in the morning. So we establish, OK, she's super driven. Super and she focused. does this, that epic stretch, the oh, epic yeah. stretch. Standing, she, holding she my leg up, holding, holding the leg up. Can you see this? <laughs> you guys I can mean, see the down. B, B is but, doing it right now. He's reenacting the scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but she does it obviously way better than I can. But and again, it just reinforced me that goddamn Juno, I fucking love you. I love you. Fucking, Juno's she's a dime. She's a dime. She's a dime. She's a dime. Yeah. Speaking With of not issues. sexualizing them, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the movie doesn't, but I can and I will. Yeah, she's, um, she, she's yeah, she's unbelievable. Um, so they set off, and Juno has led them to believe that the cave they're going to go in is fully explored, mapped. She has the maps. Yeah. Uh, so they're all going with that assumption. They drive a while. They get there. They start hiking up. Before okay, time out before this. Yeah. So I made a note because I didn't really pick this up the first couple times I saw it. Or maybe I did, but for this review, I was uh, I, I wrote a note of this. So this movie does a lot of foreshadowing, especially yes. at this point where as they're as they're making their way to the the, the cave, the hole that they're going to go down, they come upon this uh, like mangled. What did I say? It looks like a, it's like a, a deer, elk or a deer, yeah. a deer that's just been ripped to shreds, and everybody's like, "Who? What? What could have done this? Like, yeah, what?" What happened to this thing? Because they had that one guy with the, spi- the, the one chick with the spiky hair. And she's like, I don't know what happened here, but let's just keep yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that too that I never really picked up on it. Yeah. And it's either, like that. Yeah. And it's one of those things because later on in the film, as, as, as they'll say, it's like, oh, they, you know, these creatures, like they leave the cave, to, they come up to hunt. 
And this was like an early victim of those uh, subterranean creatures. And I, I, I thought that was really cool. And how and, and it, it, like it fit the scene. It didn't overstay its welcome, but it definitely lets you know that, okay, there's some shit that, yeah, this isn't normal. Yeah, and, and you know, oftentimes in a movie like this, like a, like a creature movie, like a creature horror movie, they'll... It's a creature feature. It is, it is. But a lot, a lot of times in movies like this, they'll like hint to it before. Like there'll be a news story. Oh, something happened, blah, blah, blah. And it's very kind of heavy handed. And and aside from like this deer, which again, you just, you don't really pay attention because the characters don't really pay attention to it. Like they right, acknowledge yeah. it. One person thinks it's kind of weird and everybody's like, who gives a fuck? It's a bear or whatever. Yeah. And they just move on. So you kind of forget it too. Exactly. Because I forgot it. I forgot about it. Yeah. Especially because what's about to happen is you're going to be petrified at how terrifying cave diving is like yeah that's what's yes. so scary so you don't care about the deer like yeah I'm, I'm just so scared i remember it being in the theater so anyway they get into the cave and then they quickly find out that one juno did not bring the maps and two this is not the place that she said it was anyway she lied to him she lied she lied to him Strike two, uh, Juno. I know, I know. Like I said, she's not perfect, but I love her still. She's, she's not she perfect. Put, she, she literally got all of these people killed. <laughs> Spoiler alert. She, yeah, no, she <laughs> Spoiler alert. Did. She gets got everybody did. killed. Like all of her friends, she gets murdered. But like, she puts these people in such great danger. So it's an unexplored cave yeah. system. So like, they literally have no idea if, it, if there's even an exit. Like, that, I mean, caves are dangerous and terrifying. Do you? This is a side note. Yeah, there's like a whole network of caves that runs under the United States. Did you know this? Uh, yeah. I mean, I saw This Is Us, and that's that's what that movie was all about. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't see that. Um, but like, yeah. What? You, you never saw This Is Us? Mm-mm. Or Us? What, what was it called? Us. 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 Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, but you like, gotta, well, you got to see that, bro. If you overlay like the the mapped part of the cave system, and you overlay like most of the missing people, they they kind of match. Like so, people could be using you just de- to- that was that you just described. Oh, is whole, that the movie really? That is pretty much the movie. Oh shit, I didn't know that. In a, in anyway. a, you know, in a nutshell, but yeah. Okay, so they're in this cave, and everybody's like, "What the fuck, Juno? <laughs> like, we can't get out of here. We have no idea where to go." So everybody's rightfully very angry. Um, I was too. I was too. Now when she dropped that bombshell about yeah, how me too, okay, I'm curious. I lied to you. This is an unexplored cave, but it, and she does her best to sell it. Yeah, to be like, you know, you know, we wanted to you know, let let's be the first to explore this, and we can do this together as friends and da da da. And like on one hand, I'm like, okay, I get that, but, but bitch, let people choose if yeah, they want to yeah. exactly like give me a choice to do this. You can't, I'm you like. Can't trick people into risking their lives like yeah you're, you're oh but i forgot like they, they they find that out after so they're crawling through this tiny crevice crevasse and uh crevasse. sarah gets stuck she's the last person everybody's through and it's small so like everybody's going through and you're already feeling so claustrophobic yeah and she gets stuck the rope bag is pinning her in and like she's barely and she's panicking and then her panic she she her performance is really good it is it is you i feel felt her so panic. scared yeah i feel her you, panic you feel so scared and so so much urgency and panic obviously they pull her out right before that there's part a collapse the, there's a collapse so then 
that's when Juno's like, oh yeah, this cave system is undiscovered. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> ever been here before. Um, yeah, and then everybody's like, yeah, fuck you, Juno. And that fuck is also, and, and that's also when they when they come out of that 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 crevasse. Uh, they you know they pull Sarah to safety. She loses the bag she was carrying, right, which contained the extra, rope. the extra rope. So they come out of that on the other side. Now there's a chasm between where they have you know uh where they've ended up versus where they got to go and there's this gulf and that's yeah that's when Juno tells them uh sorry guys yeah this isn't the <laughs> the uh the the cave that we that you thought we were going to do i thought it'd be fun to just explore something brand new and they're like fuck you Juno what the fuck like why you always yeah. got why you always got a teen wolf situation it's like yeah and, and you know, and they handle it really well too, because like obviously everybody's furious as they should be, and Juno is just like what, like as people like her do, is like what I thought it would be fine, I thought everybody yeah. would be cool, like, um, and then they just constantly like the rest of the movie is just them like constantly being like, well, we don't have a choice, we just have to fucking yeah. go, we we literally can't go back, and we're standing on a ledge, so they have to, uh. What is it called? Yeah, I don't even know what it's called. Like, how do you describe? There's a word for it. Uh, you, like traverse, like a, the a, roof, like a ceiling, the yeah. ceiling. Yeah, it's but like they, some they Tomb Raider these, like, type shit. Yeah, but they have to take these ratcheting clips, and they only have a few because the rest got lost, and they only have one yeah. rope, so they can't like leave it there, which comes into play later. They can't leave it there. They have to go and then take it with them as they go. So they're putting in these. You know, expanding, ratcheting things into the cracks in the the in the rock, roof. yeah, yeah, in the rock to hold their body weight. So it's so tense. The first person to go across is yeah. uh, I don't remember who goes. Across. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, again, I I but don't know. As who. she's going, when she gets toward the end, she goes to put in one, and she sees that there's already one there. Yeah, but it's old as fuck. And this is important. So it's like. Again, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. So then, so then you, as the viewer, goes like, oh, somebody has been here before. Yeah. Then, so eventually they all get across as very tense. But later, I don't know, I'm, I don't remember at what point it comes back, but at later, at some point, they say this, or she takes it out, and she's like, this is at least 100 years old. So again, they're establishing like the age of the creatures they're about to find. It's well over 100, obviously. Like, yeah. But it has to be at least that long. So these people have been down here for generations, at least a hundred years ago. So they, without any exposition, boom. The world building, the world building in this is fantastic. It really is. And And he should write for Marvel. He really should. He really should. Teach them how to clean up their fucking shit. Like the amount of shit that he was able to dispel without any sort of like uh, ham-fisted exposition is incredible. And. Like I, I guess for me, like as, you know, as as I'm, you know, I watch a lot of movies. I'm just, I guess maybe I'm so accustomed to exposition or like somebody yeah. just explaining things that I didn't even realize until you mentioned it. Which I think is probably the the best thing about this show and this review is your acknowledgement <laughs> and your uh, deducement of the fact that there's no exposition in this film. None. It just goes, and they give you enough visually and in action to let you understand. What the fuck is happening? Thank you. That's very kind of you. And then later, there's like another shot where well, I'm, Sarah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kind individual. So. You are a kind individual. Uh, 
and very humble. There's a there's a shot later, like as they're going through, Sarah thinks she sees something. But now, because Sarah's been having these like visions, people are gonna write her off as crazy. Yeah. So, but there's a part where she. So anyway, they get through. They're very angry. They're they're kind of like maybe it's this way, maybe it's this way, whatever. It's a cavernous system. They have no idea where to go. Okay, Sarah. So- Sarah kind of breaks off. Sorry, I'll just one more piece to attach to what we were just saying. Yeah. Sarah breaks off and she finds like a helmet. And I couldn't tell if it was like an old miner's helmet or if it was like a conquistador helmet. But it is old, made out of iron. So again, they establish that there is old shit down here and people have been here before. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that uh, I had a note here that, you know, at the 35 minute mark, things go bad, which is what we're talking about when they when they get to that chasm. And. So you're 35 minutes into this film that had you if you had seen the trailers for The Descent, you're wondering, yeah, where the fuck are the monsters? Like, what the fuck is going on? But at that point in time, and you've alluded to it already, like you were so invested, like things that got so bad for these women in this cave that you're you're like, because I remember when I saw the movie with you, you know, that first time, I'm like, I had forgotten about the monsters. Same, same. I, just, I, I was just worried about them. Like, how the fuck are they going to get out of it, it? Like, this movie went from just being a creature feature to, as I'm watching in real time, a survival film. Yes. You women are stuck, trapped in this cave that is unexplored. Uh, you're, you're minus one half of a bag that contained, you know, uh, parts and elements you needed to continue. And... I'm watching this again, like I said, a couple of days ago, and I'm like, I forgot about the monsters. I was like, I was so invested in just their survival just to yeah. make it through this cave. I completely agree. I completely agree. He, he, the sleight of hand is so yeah. good that you, yeah, you, you don't think about it at all. And then it just kind of creeps back up. Yeah. Yeah. It, but like, but, but you said it, it's the tension. Like tension yeah. is the co-star of this movie. Fuck yeah. Because... It's handled so well, man. It is. It is. Because because it, this movie comes from, okay, we're in this cave. Uh, we're distressed. We don't know how to get the fuck out. Uh, one of the uh, the guy, the guy, the, the woman, I forget her name. She gets injured. She has a, uh, uh, a compound fracture of her leg. Right. So they make <laughs> a splint and they're having to carry her now. Yeah. So, so you've got an injured woman and they are lost in this cave. And I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, my God, like, how are these how are these women going to get find a way out? And I mean, I've seen this movie and I've seen yeah. it and I know it's like this didn't even half of their troubles. But this is how good this movie is, where it's a twofer. This movie is I, I would equate it to uh, it's two movies in one. Um, the, the only movie that one that pops into my head, which is not an ideal match, but is uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, where when you watch that movie, like the the first half of it is basically just you know it's a uh, these heist bang- it's a heist wrong. a heist gone wrong. Uh, these robbers they kidnap this family and it's a very tense situation with them to try to get across the border. They do that. They get into the the titty twister and all now of a sudden a it goes gonzo demon vampire movie. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a um, great comparison. Absolutely. Yeah, but but but. But with Dust Till Dawn, like the tone really changes in a way where it's like, okay, it's now it's a little more like you went, you were like the first half was really heavy and intense and serious. 
And now it's like the titty twisters, the, the vampires. It's like, okay, uh, you got the one guy with the, what was his name? Uh, the black dude with the, the, or not, the, the, was, dick, the, the dick gun. The dick gun. Was that the black yeah, guy yeah. or the Mexican guy? Oh, that was the Mexican guy. The Mexican was, guy, uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So I, think, I think it was Savini. Uh, Savini, yeah. He's a, yeah. yeah the makeup artist. artist. Yeah. Yeah. So this, so the descent is like that, but when it switches, the tone maintains. Like Which, there's not there's not dude, that I, element where it pulls you out where it's like oh I my god even, I didn't even think about that that's you're so right what a crazy switch yeah you're absolutely right I've never even thought about it. the tone doesn't change at all it just like the villain changes from like the cave itself and the cave is still a fucking villain but yeah. now they're being hunted by these things I didn't even think about that you're absolutely right it totally yeah. changes to a monster movie but like you don't. You're not, there's no, you're never pulled out. You're, you're never, never pulled, pulled out. out. Yeah. Even when they show the fucking creatures, which in every other horror movie with monsters, that's when you get pulled out. Yeah. And somehow, like because of the lighting, because of the tension, because of the good makeup effects, you're, you're always in it. You're always you're in it. It's, yeah. It, it, just, goes, it fucking works. It goes from dread, from being stuck in this cave that they have no idea how to get out of, to fuck. Yeah, now like it's that's, terror. That's, <laughs> the terror. Dread, yeah. which honestly, is it's like terror to terror times 10. Yeah. Because now, like you said, you're, we're, we're still stuck in this cave, have no idea how to get out. And then they introduce these subterranean creatures, which I, I put a note. So these motherfuckers don't show up. Uh, okay, so at the 40, at 47 minutes in, they it's the first time they show the uh, little cameo of one of the creatures as Sarah is like talking or whatever. And you kind of see a, a silhouette of one of them, but it's like 56 minutes in before yeah. they attack. And then, and then later when Sarah finds that helmet, she sees one, like she shines a light on it and she fucking yeah. sees it. And then Juno comes up and she's like, and then she's telling everybody, I saw, a I man. saw, yeah, there's a man. It here. wasn't a man. There's somebody down. And they're like, caves playing tricks on you. You know, you don't know whatever. And then they get to a part so they're all together and they hear something moving around them but it's pitch black they can't see anything and at this point the girl who got hurt has a like a high uh what is it high 8 uh, what is it called i have Gun- it laying around here somewhere um oh the watch that uh no a camera like uh i literally have one sitting right next to me oh. um like a camera <laughs> oh yeah 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 like this old school fucking camera. Um, oh, look at that! Is old school, man. I, I I just found it, and I found all these old tapes that I'm gonna try to uh, put on my computer. Um, a mini DV. That's what I meant. It's a like a mini DV camera. So it's got the flip out screen, and there's night vision on these. So they take it out. They turn on the fucking night vision. Yeah. And now this this next shot is something that like every paranormal movie has ripped off since this movie every single one so they're all standing in a circle they hear the noises they're freaking the fuck out Sarah has the camera on night vision and they're showing I don't remember if it's a POV over her shoulder of the screen or they're just the screen is on is now the only thing you're seeing and they're panning around she's looking at everybody and then standing behind one of them is the fucking fucking creature yeah woo it was awesome. Good. It was awesome. Like, it, like every talk, time, it's good. One of the best 
reveals yeah. ever. Because they're looking around and like she's looking with, like you said, what's, what's that camera called? A uh, mini DV. A mini DV. And they're looking, it's like, oh my God, there's like skulls. It's like nothing but like bones right. of, uh, of like animals and everything. And she's looking around and she puts the camera next to one of the girls. I forget which one it was. But yeah. yeah, but there was like that creature just standing over her shoulder, like drooling. And she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and and, and I think then it's master. Yeah, yeah, he grabs her. And then it's just pure chaos. Yeah. Um, this like is where the movie screaming. goes, Gully. It turns up real and it ratchets up so fast. But again, like you're not jarred. Like you're just like, oh shit, because you're already tense. Yeah. It's, and they do manage to take it higher. So. One thing I'll say too, the sound design in this movie. I was gonna mention the sound design too. It's fucking the, phenomenal. They should have won an award. I, it should have, yeah. I mean, it it is so good. Like most of it is sound because there's no light in the cave, so they're yeah. not, you don't have a lot to look at. The only like real like shots, like there's some establishing shots outside and then like before they go in and by the, all the locations in this are gorgeous too. Like whoever their location scout is, is really good. Also, he yeah. should win an award or she should win an award. Also, they should. So it's, it's pure chaos. They grab one of them. Everybody gets separated. Like the sisters stay together. Juno gets separated. Yeah. Juno was off on her own. Juno yeah. and Sarah uh, are put on their own. And then the other four, uh, are I mean they're separated as well. I forget how they get paired off, but yeah. Uh, we forgot too when when that one girl falls and breaks her leg. The one of the sisters is like a doctor, and she is a doctor. She's not like a doctor. Well, she's a she, doctor. well she, she's a med- she's in medical Me- uh, medical right. She's going she's to graduate. Med yeah, school. yeah. She's med- in med school. So they're looking at her leg, and she says, "I have to." put this bone back in in yeah. order to splint it we have to put it back in that fucking so she literally like and they show it's her, it it's y'all. her shin they yeah. show it they show yeah. the bones sticking out and Half her, her shin is sticking out of her leg yeah and they fucking and again the sound design oh crunch that motherfucker back in <sighs> and she is screaming and biting down on this leather and they wrap it it's very, very good. Yeah. So everybody's separated. It's it's super chaos. Um. So Holly, that's the girl's name. Holly. Holly. Yeah. So it cuts like everybody scatters, and it cuts to like Holly's dead. She's laying in this pile of bones, and Sarah's there. I think she kind of like got knocked out, and she comes to. And as she co- and I loved this part. As she comes to, all the creatures start descending on Holly's dead body. And they're like fighting over it, like yeah, yeah. Who who's gonna eat more? Who's and, gonna eat? Who's gonna yeah? Who's gonna get the 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 choice pieces? And uh, Sarah just has to watch it happen through this fucking night vision camera. Because so, so we we haven't mentioned this, but like these creatures, they are blind. Uh, yes, they're basically like human bats. Like they can't see everything they do. They hunt by uh, sound. Like echolocation. Echolocation, yeah. Which, so, which apparently bats can see. Just, it's, oh, can they? Oh, yeah. okay. But these guys can't because they've adapted over hundreds of years yeah. living in this cave. There's no light. They don't need to see. So like the look of these creatures, uh, they're completely white. There's no pigment in their skin. They're completely blind. 
they have you know fangs and and uh they can they're ultra fast and strong they can climb the rocks no problem and so yeah that's what you're dealing with yeah they're uh they're mole people pretty right. much they're right they're walking mole people and yeah uh yeah they when they when they attack homegirl and the, and they they're like eating her insides and they're just like yeah going to town and sarah's yeah she's there and she's watching them and watching this happen and she you know quickly kind of realizes okay well there was one there was one instance in the film where one of the friends and i forget which one but she realizes that okay these guys are they're blind like they're hunting us by sound so I'm, I'm so that must have happened before Sarah got splintered off because Sarah knew that information. She right. kind of wakes up in her situation and is being as silent as she can be. And there was one there was one scene where she was basically like like, like laying like a log. I love trying to be as, scene. as quiet as possible. And one of the creatures starts walking like oh, on, on top of her on I, her. I, I wrote and, that down. Yeah. And, and drooling on her and she's sitting there you know on these bones rocks whatever like trying to be as still as she can as this thing and again with the sound design like the creatures make this uh like a clicking this, a clicking sound like yeah. that's how they i guess what they use for their their sonar like you said yeah to figure out what's what like they yeah that's good that's good that all right i'm you know. yeah, yeah he's, he's doing the he's doing the mannerisms mannerisms too it's good yeah, the sound is mad creepy. Yeah. Um, so in this, they cut to Juno at one point, who is fighting off one or two of these creatures, and uh, she does. And in the mid, like she's literally hacking one on the ground with her pickaxe. She's fucking pick hitting, axe. hitting. Yeah. And then she's standing. And again, it's pitch black. Beth comes up behind her and just like taps her on the shoulder, and Juno just spins around. And this scene is so intense. It's Juno powerful. spins around, yeah, and not her fault, of course. Like it's it's just a horrible thing that happened. The next thing that happens is definitely her fault. But she spins around and stabs Beth through the back of the neck. It comes through the front of her throat, like a la Kevin Bacon in Friday the Thirteenth. Comes through the front of her throat. Oh, that's a that's a deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> that's deep yeah, yeah. Cut, that's bro. what I think of. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's laying on the bed, and the arrow comes oh, yeah. through his neck. Um, Killing her friend. Well, not killing. She's not dead yet. She Juno thinks she's dead because then she hears. Juno thinks she's dead. Yeah. She hears the creatures coming. So Juno just like backs away like Homer Simpson backing into the bush, like just yeah. fades. And you see Beth like collapse the floor and asking her not to leave. It's heartbreaking. Like I just imagine and, the, and, the okay, terror I, Beth would have. And I, and I just want to say, because this is going to factor into our later discussion towards the end of this Juno by no means, was she trying to kill her friend. No, she, she was in the heat of battle fighting yeah. off these fucking monstrous creatures. Uh, Beth, it was Beth that you, that you yeah. said, right? Yeah. Touched on the shoulder. She was like in that like kind of yeah. warrior state. She was freaking yeah. the fuck out, swung totally. that ax without looking and ended up killing Beth. Not it is fault. heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, and and it's one of those things from like fuck, like it's it's not it's not a 
do I condone this? Obviously, it was just, but like, it's an accident. To be it's a in that, it's an, it was an accident. It was, totally. it was a Th- full on accident. Yes. The, see, the problem is, is that Beth was not dead. But she and didn't know. You know that. Well, she could see that she wasn't dead, and she could hear that Beth was saying, "Don't leave," <laughs> and then she just fucking leaves. So that's the problem. I remember, like when when we first saw this, I was like, "Why was she mad at at Juno? Juno, it was an accident." Like I wait, I get it. did did she really say don't leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did I really? I, I was actually I was actually gonna get this queued up, but I forgot. But yes, so you can hear her whisper it like, "Don't go or don't leave or or stay." She, ah, she she's whispering. She can't hear that shit. Like there's no you know. sound in this cave. They're standing five <laughs> feet from each other. She can hear it. She can hear it. So this again. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to defend my, my I know, girls. You I know. know. Again, yeah. Juno makes the wrong choice almost every time. No, every yeah. time in this movie, every time she fucks her best friend's husband, she bails, doesn't go to the funeral, she puts them in this cave where they're all going to get eaten by these creatures. She kills her friend and then doesn't help her. I have I have a note right here when I was watching, and I basically just wrote, "Juno really did cause a lot of this shit." <laughs> She, she even 100% killed her friend accidentally with the pickaxe. <laughs> she is the greatest villain in the movie. Like, it's all her fault. And I love it, though, but she really did. Like, she was responsible. All of it. All of all it. Of <laughs> so, so Juno bails on Beth, and it's harsh. And, like, what? Like I get it. Like, she thinks Beth is done for. There's no chance of saving her, which is true. She's yeah. not going to survive. But, like... She hears the creatures coming and she doesn't want to also die too. She self preservation, but it's like she is abandoning her friend who she, can't. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah you know, it's bad. Right. It, it's bad. So then you cut to Sarah again, who's. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you, brother. I wouldn't do that to you. I would stay. If I got to go too, like. Yeah, if whatever. I got to go, I'm, I'm going fighting. It's like, no. Yeah, I'll take some no. of those motherfuckers out. No. So then you cut back to Sarah, who, like, like you were saying, was around by the creatures. So she ends up running and she's getting chased by them and she jumps or falls into like this pool of Of blood. blood. Yeah. This is what I was saying where it's like, this is one of the most iconic moments of this film. Oh, Uh, wait, wait, no, it's after. Oh, okay. So sorry. Yeah. 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 So Sarah starts walking through the cave and she finds Beth. So it hasn't, it's right after Juno kills Beth and then takes That's off. right. Yeah, yeah. She finds Beth first, and then yeah. She... Moments later, Sarah happens to come through. Then she sees Beth, and she's like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And then Beth, kind of as best she can, says, "It's Juno. Don't trust Juno." And also during the, the when Beth when Juno kills Beth, Beth grabbed this earring that Juno was wearing. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, uh, Sarah says, "Love each day," which and then she says, "That's something my husband used to say." On the back of this earring is engraved "Love each love day." Love each day. Yeah. So it's a gift from her husband. You know, evidence of the affair. So Sarah goes to Beth. Beth is like, "Don't trust Juno. Juno did this to me." And then in her hand is that earring. And then Sarah picks it up and realizes that okay, so Juno killed Beth and was fucking my husband. But okay, I got it again. I got it. I got to hit a plate of <laughs> hit a timeout. You, you apologize. I got to hit a timeout. Because Beth did her wrong. It's like, yes, you know, Juno did pickaxe pick to death. But it was, but the way that she says it was like she did it on purpose. It was right. a accident. Right. It okay. was a accident. She I did agree. not 
she did not intentionally try to kill her friend. I agree. I agree. So this is going to come back. And, and, and Sarah knows that too. And Sarah tests Juno later. And Juno, does she make the right choice? No! She fucking fails. We'll get to it in a second. She does make the right choice. No, I will tell you when we get to it because I was like, okay, this is your chance to, to redeem yourself, Juno. And she fucking doesn't because she's the worst. She's just hot. So, <laughs> okay, well, well, I don't know. This might be, well, you, but you saw, you saw the director's cut, you said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, oh, we'll, what we'll the get f- to it. Okay, oh, we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because so, there's a lot, this movie's really dense somehow. Like, there's, there's, it's a very small story, but somehow there's a lot in it. So I wrote, my note here says, the Sarah killing Beth scene, oof. So Beth is dying. She hears the creatures coming and she asks Sarah to kill her. And Sarah's like, I can't. And she's begging, please. Begging her, yeah. Don't let me be eaten alive by these things. I can't, obviously I'm going to die, but don't let me be eaten alive. And Sarah fucking picks up a rock and smashes her face in. And it's really, really hard. Now, when that when that scene happened, I was like, okay, I asked you to end me. Did you not have anything else you could do that would be quicker than just smashing? Because the thing is with The Rock, like, we don't know uh, Sarah's strength level. Right, I mean, right. in the movie... In she what just we hits saw, her one time. She hits her one time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she didn't finish the job. I mean, who knows, man? But I was like, if you have, like, that pickaxe or something to just, like, do it quick... Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they cut away where she was like hitting him over the head multiple times yeah. with that fucking rock <laughs> to make sure she was dead. Yeah. So that's when the other creatures hear that and come running and Sarah takes off. And then that's when she falls in that. In the, the blood, pool the blood, blood pool. Yeah. I put the blood pool. An iconic moment in this film. It's where Sarah turns. It was it's almost like a, ba- it's a, it's a baptism by blood. Yes. It's a, it's a rebirth. Yeah. By survival. Uh, Sarah basically so so here's the thing before okay so because I, I also had another note where I'm, I mean Sarah is the protagonist in this film she is the least developed character in this fucking movie yeah uh, for a protagonist she is basically I mean now look obviously you know she goes through a major thing at the beginning but she's basically just being pulled along yeah throughout um, but as a but but to be a protagonist, like I, I felt like again, I felt more for Juno. Like I think Juno is the most fleshed out character in this film. Uh, and they I, do I her agree. they do her dirty at the end. Yeah. Um and Sarah, I know that I, I'm supposed to care more about Sarah, but my biggest complaint about this film, and again, like I I I, I didn't I didn't have this complaint the first couple of times I saw this, but like having rewatched it. I'm like, Sarah really is a, yeah, you're the protagonist on paper, but there isn't anything where I'm like rooting for you. Well, see, it's, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think like the issue with this movie is there's no hero. Like even Sarah is not a hero. Like they're all just kind of thrust into this circumstance. So like Juno is absolutely a villain in that she causes everything. I think but, I think Sarah becomes a bigger villain, but we'll so, get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. So the other thing, like what you we were talking about, the title, the descent into madness. Yeah. 
So after suffering the trauma of literally seeing her husband and daughter murdered or not murdered, but killed in front of her, she's teetering, right? Like she's not completely well. Like she, they established like she takes meds. I don't know if it's antidepressants or antipsychotics or whatever, but like they established earlier that like she's taking pills to cope and she, and she is being dragged along. So they're also establishing like, she's, kind of just like just falling through life at this point yeah so it, it would track that like yeah she wouldn't have much of a personality at this point because she she doesn't care she's just going yeah true 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 you know i i just like there's no there's no hero in this movie because nobody is trying to save the day like they're all just trying to survive so there's no like but see that is the hero like just the and okay so basically like for me you just said it there is no hero. It's you're just trying to survive a dire situation to to live another day. And Sarah, that blood baptism when she comes out and she's like, fuck it. OK, I want to live. I love yeah. that moment. Yeah, because it really is a turn for her and for her, for her for that character where she's like, OK, I want to live yeah. and I'm going to do everything I can to live. But I also feel that Juno, as flawed as she was, she also had that same fight to live. Yeah. So, see, actually, I, I read it different. I read Juno, like what you're reading, wanted to live. I read after Sarah kills her best friend and then falls in that pool, she wants to. You mean Juno kills the best friend? No, no, or, no, 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 no. Sarah, yeah. With the rock. With the rock, yeah. And then falls in the pool and then get stepped on by the other creature walking over her. to me, Sarah clicked off. She was gone and she's just going to kill a bunch of these creatures. Like for, for me, like the part for her wanting to survive doesn't come back in until way later. But like for me, like I, I thought like, Oh, she's crazy now. Like she's oh, fucking okay. snapped. Cause well, like, yeah, I, yeah. She's I just, and, I'll, and I think, I think I kind of touched on this, We've talked about this a little bit, but like the parent thing, like if anything happened to my son, there's nothing for me, nothing. And, and I'll say this, like if someone caused it, they got to go. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't rest. I couldn't do anything until I took out my pain on them. There'd be no way. So thinking about it from that perspective, like now she realizes that her husband that she saw killed and her daughter that we saw killed was also being taken from her by Juno too. So I think like her, her entire fucking world just crumbled immediately. Like again. So okay. I think she, I think she fucking lost it. So like she, in a way you're right. Oh, no, she, yeah, she, she definitely, yeah, she definitely did. She lose. kind of turns into the villain for a bit. Yeah. She definitely did lose it. I mean, I mean, cause when she comes out of that blood pool and I mean, it definitely was. She was not the same Sarah that we had seen uh, anywhere up to that point in the movie. Like she had, yeah. you could tell that the switch was had turned. Dead eyes, fucking dead eyes. Yeah. She had a dead eyes. She had the dead yeah. eyes, and she had that pickaxe. She was like, "Fuck it!" Like, um, but it, but she still, but 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 she still had that. It wasn't like it'd be different if she 
went through that that blood pool and came out and was just like, I'm just here to fight and to kill as much of these motherfuckers as I can. But the rest of but the end of that movie was her trying to find the way out and her clawing through. Okay, okay so, so this is what we have to talk about because yeah. that's the difference in the director's cut. Yeah. So at this point, there's four of these women left. There's Juno, who's uh, off fighting. Sarah, who now is off fighting, and the uh, two sisters. But we got, but we got to talk about how how the Juno thing. Okay. Because Sarah fucks over Juno. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That's at the end. That's at the very, oh, very oh, end. Okay, okay, wait, okay, wait, wait, okay, yeah. okay. So the the two sisters are still alive, and then Juno teams up with the two sisters. She finds them in the cave, and they think, or Juno thinks, that she found like a a system of how to get out. Like there's arrows on the wall for that she thinks she knows how to weigh out. So they're following Oh yeah, her. the hieroglyphics, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, like, they're getting chased. Um, the one sister tries to climb back over with those, you know, uh, ratcheting things. Doesn't go well. She Doesn't dies. Go. The other sister just gets attacked and mauled. And there's this fucking shot where she's on the ground and she's grabbing onto the rocks as they drag her away and just for like a frame they show her nails nails yeah you uh, saw that too you saw that too yeah 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 they show her nails break off her nails break off i was like holy shit like that's a that's a uh ugh. like yeah i get that why, happened to me once that happened to you yeah not i wasn't being dragged away by back yeah. pieces but like <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah I, I figured that much yeah when but, i was a kid i was uh Three of my best friends were these brothers, uh, Ryan, Randall, and BJ. Like brothers like me? Brothers. Brother? Yes. Or... Yes, they were black, and also they were brothers. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. brother brothers. All right. Brother brothers. Yeah, real brothers. But um, BJ, uh, special needs, but huge, like giant. Yeah. You know, when we were in, we were in junior high, um, he was, I don't know, 6'1". Oh, shit. 300 pounds 300 pounds yeah like i saw him because he would they have like fits and you go extremely violent like i saw him get arrested and like break fucking cuffs as they were going on him and shit like that he's a big strong guy and one day we're all hanging out and i was pretending i had something in my hand and he was trying to pry my fingers open and i i wouldn't open them i just thought i don't know what i was (laughs) thinking and he lifted like all of the nails on my fucking fingers up all of them? Yeah. Like, they didn't come off, but, like, as soon as they started to lift up, I let go, and I was like, there's nothing here, and they were, all my fingers were bleeding. It was fucked up. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fucked up. Oh, thank um, you. Th- thank you for giving me nightmare fuel for tonight. <laughs> no, no problem. God damn it. No problem. If a giant ever wants to open your hand, just open your hand. Open your hand. Oh, <laughs> just give, man. Just give him whatever's in there. Oh, jeez, man. You got me. Give me, got me the willies. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So now it's just Juno and Sarah. They meet back up. Okay, so go ahead, say, go ahead and say. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So you'll say the next part. So Juno and Sarah are there. Sarah says, "Where's the sisters?" And Juno's like, "They didn't make it." Yeah. Then Sarah says, "Where's Beth?" And Juno says, "She didn't make it." So this is where Beth or Juno fucks up. Sarah says. Did you what? Did you see her die? And are you sure she's dead? And Juno says, "Yes." So that's when I mean, how? Sarah, but, but she, 
Juno 100% knew Beth wasn't dead. So this is where Sarah knows you're lying, and now she thinks she killed her on purpose. See, I, I call I, I, I call bullshit on that. I trust Juno when she says that she was dead. She put a fucking pickaxe through her neck. She knew she was done for, but she was not dead. But she put a pickaxe through her neck. She was going to die. Being, and she was yes. being attacked by subterranean She wasn't being creatures. attacked. They hadn't even come back. Look. Okay, look. Before we I, can, Okay, so, so what happens is... You you say so they start running so okay so now well, Sarah but, but, knows yeah, Juno's yeah. lying she knows Juno's lying and Sarah's still holding she ain't lying the she earring. ain't lying uh, Sarah thinks she's lying she is lying she lied about seeing Beth die she did she, not see Beth die see now you now, now you're picking nits it's this like, is not semantics <laughs> she knew Beth was calling for her to stay she knew she was alive she left so what what Juno should have done. Is say, I accidentally stabbed her and then I ran. She should have said that. Do that. She should have she said that. Do that. Yeah, but she does, said does that. Juno ever make the right choice? Fucking no. I I grant I grant you that she should have said that. So they get to a part where they see an exit, and then they hear a bunch of the things coming. So go ahead, go ahead, say what happens. So so Juno and Sarah are the last two remaining. They're surrounded. Like, like Graham said, you know, you know, the, they see the exit, uh, the light that's shining where it's like they can get out of this place. But they get surrounded by all these subterranean mole creatures and they have this out and out battle. And the both of them, the Sarah and Juno are fighting for their fucking lives, killing these motherfuckers like they are both like, like I said, like they're, they want to live. They want to survive this encounter. They want to live another day. They basically kind of get the upper hand and then sarah realizes that or not i mean she probably she's sarah man fuck sarah man but she basically (laughs) she turns on juno and she sees like sarah sees her out takes her pickaxe and she slams it into uh juno's leg right like she she shows her the earring yeah the earring yeah yeah juno realizes oh she knows i was fucking her i dead was husband. fucking the husband yeah and she yeah she basically takes the pickaxe and it goes right it's like through the calf or something like that it through, yeah yeah through her knee Cripp, or something cripples juno in, so that, in order to let the monsters eat her yeah to, to, yeah to basically like use her as bait let the monsters feast on juno so sarah can get the fuck out of the cave which okay. she does so and look, I was let like, me say this you, let sarah. me say this I agree. Fuck you, the, Sarah. The note I have here says, and I've I've never liked that part, and I totally agree with you. The note says, "Don't like Sarah stabbing Juno. Just seems odd for her character, but she's so far gone at that point that maybe it it fits." The reason I say that is because, okay, so the ending starts now. Yeah, yeah. Sarah stabs Juno. It's fucking awful, and Juno is just kind of like resigned to it. Like, okay, I guess that's it. That's yeah. it for me. Sarah gets out. No, sorry. She runs, falls, hits her head, gets up, and then gets out. But her getting out is actually a really, a really cool scene too. The way that, like, that shot Gorgeous. of her coming out of uh, from underneath the cave, and like you see, like the foliage and like everything on top. Where she's like, oh, like yeah. she 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 made it through uh, yeah. to to the top. It's like, oh, that's a great moment. She runs, gets to the car, takes off. 
as she's driving, she kind of pulls to the side of the road. A giant truck drives by her, kind of snaps her out. A little, little looks, jump scare. Like, yeah, oh. a little jump scare. She looks to her right and sees like a vision of dead Juno. Is that where the movie ends for you? No. Okay. No. So in, in the U.S. release, that's the end. Yeah. She escapes and there's just kind of like an ominous. She had a vision of her dead friend. She's already been having visions. It tracks. Fine. She escapes. It's ultimately a happy, quote, happy ending. Because she was the guilty about fucking up Juno, yes, which she yeah, should be. A- absolutely. And I, I agree. And I I, yeah. I I agree with that. So it doesn't make sense in the American version. It does make sense. In the in director's cut. The director's cut. Because then we cut back right after that jump scare where she sees Juno in the car sitting next to her. We cut back, back inside the cave. Sarah never got out. Yeah. She hit her head and just imagined it or dreamed it. And she's just sitting in a cave holding a, you know, a, a lantern or a fire or whatever. And in the glow, you see the walls crawling with the creatures coming for her. She's done too. So she never, she never got out. So she just went crazy. She descended into madness. But she, but she, it was a, yes, you're right. Yeah. All that is, all that is accurate, but it was her in the cave with that light. But it was, it was a callback to when she had that vision of her daughter having her birthday party. Yeah. That's and that's that was yes. like her last moment, and then like yeah. you said, the creatures like coming in to She's basically done. finish finish everything off, yeah. and and it was funny because I, I, I like I said I've I've seen this movie a lot, but uh, I guess I've seen the theatrical version more than I've seen uh, the DVD that I fucking own. <laughs> but yeah. I had to, I had to dig through my garage to find the DVD. And I watched it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember how this ended. But then I'm like, oh, but this is the director's cut. Yeah. And I love how it ends where you get the quote unquote like happy ending. But then you realize it's like, no, like those people that were there before you, like when they were trying to cross that chasm and it's like, oh, this has been here for 100 years and they're seeing the helmets and stuff. It's like, if they couldn't get out of this. Yeah. Like, you get you get that deep and with these things around, it's like, no, nah, it's like you fought the good fight, but like you're not yeah. getting out of this. And yeah. it was it was macabre and a, a dark way to end, but it felt more uh fitting. Fitting, yes. Yeah. For the whole thing, you know? Yeah, so like with with I I, I completely agree with you. With the and I don't get me wrong, I hate when she stabs Juno. Every time, even though like I get it like she just went crazy. She she lost her mind. Yeah. She, was, she was done. Like that, her brain was fucking fried, and she didn't have any more meds. Like she was she from the accident. Yeah. Like the whole movie is her descent into just chaos and madness. Like you said. So it's I, like you're watching that too, and that's like after she kills her best friend, falls in blood. She kills a bunch of these creatures. Like she's. She's just she snapped. She's not. But see, there. but and that's the thing, like where it's like you know, Juno was was killing just as many creatures. Like Juno yeah. was a badass in this. Like she yeah, was like yeah, yeah. She, Juno was like the 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 Ellen Ripley. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You know, what's funny. I, I wrote franchise. here. I have a note here that that says this has alien tension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Juno was the Ripley, not Sarah, yeah. who was the protagonist. Uh, totally, totally. It was Juno, and 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 I think that was my problem with with uh, was having Sarah stab her in the leg to basically handicap her to be like, fuck you. I'm like, look, you know, she did a bad thing, 
She fucked your husband. Yeah. Uh, she accidentally killed not only your friend, but her friend. Like totally, totally. She, like that was something she had to live with too. Yeah. But Juno was she put up so much of a fight, and she was trying so hard to live. But that see, it, you know this as the viewer. Well, yeah, because I am. You, I'm the viewer. Yeah, yeah, because you, um, we I'm get, B. We, I'm B. The viewer. <laughs> we we get to see Juno's journey. Sarah doesn't. So all she knows is this woman fucked my husband, and now I hold her responsible for the death of my husband and my daughter. But and she, had, she, but she my... had nothing to do with, with the death of the of husband course, and of course daughter. Not, of course not. Of course not. But because the tragedy is now attached to a betrayal, you're gonna you're gonna conflate the two. Now now they're the same thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I you just are. You just are. Like again, like her whole life was taken from her, and then to find out like. Oh, the life that I thought I had is kind of propped up also. Like, even that wasn't real, and it's this person's fault. But see, here's the thing. Like, that but accident then, but then that she killed... Thinks, but she that ac- thinks that she killed Beth. But the accident that killed her her husband and, and daughter, like, that could have happened whether or not the husband was fucking Juno or not. That was just an accident. It was an sure. accident on the road. Sure. Yes, yes, so, of course. So but that's again, what I'm saying. Because like, okay. I, know, I, know, I know cheaters. Like, my dad, Pops, if you're listening, I love you. And I mean, you're not gonna be too upset about this. My dad is a habitual cheater. Yeah, he didn't deserve. Like he, I, I wouldn't say that he deserves. Of course not. To be, of course not. To be staked out okay, and left okay. for dead to be eaten by these mole creatures. Ha- you've been cheated on, right? Have I? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I have. Okay. Well, I know. I know. I know. I, know I have. I okay, know. I okay. Have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I have to. The anger in the moment, right? Okay. All of that anger. Think about all that anger. Now, add. You're teetering on the edge of sanity for a year because you witnessed your entire life die in front of you. And you're trapped in this fucking cave being hunted by monsters. You just smashed your best friend's head in with a rock. And these things are coming to get you and you can't get out. Like, okay, so all that rage. when When you put it in the context of like what this character is going through, Sarah, it, it's, it's not weird that she does it. I think the testament to this movie is that I also, despite all of her faults, I really love Juno as a character. And I see all the good in her, too. So you're watching and she did, and she saved the sisters when she, you know what I mean? Like she, she yeah. was she was doing good, even though she caused the whole event. She did cause the whole event. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we see that like, oh, she's actually a good person. She's just deeply flawed. And and we want her to survive because we like her. Like I, I would have been happy if the movie ended with the two of them escaping. Me too. That's what I, I wanted. That's what I yeah. wanted. That's yeah. what I wanted. Because yes, Juno, yeah. Juno is a flawed character. She is not great. But again, uh, one of the one of the fattest notes that I wrote here was the fact that Juno is the most fleshed out thing character wise in this movie. And I think and that's the intentional. Way they, yeah, it, it has to have been. And yeah. the way, but the way they did her at the end, I thought was just foul. It's like, why? It's like, come on. It's like, you know, sleeping with your best friend's husband shouldn't be a death sentence. You know? By itself, no. But again, look, Beth thought, from Beth's eyes, my best friend stabs me. Yes, accident, of course. She didn't know. I, I, yeah. I don't think, there was no, no confusion about that. I don't think there's any confusion about that. But she left. She left. Beth was telling, asking her not to leave, and she wasn't dead, and she left. That's bad. 
That's bad. All right, I'm I'm gonna have to go back and review the footage Please on that because do. I don't I, do. I don't remember I don't remember. That scene of, of of Beth saying, "Please don't leave." Oh, actually, oh shit! Wait a minute. No, I do. Now it's that. now it's coming back to you. I'll now it pull is, it up real fuck. quick. Let me, fuck! It on. is coming back. But she was scared. She was scared, and she was like, "I gotta go." And honestly, Every, she was dead weight. They were all like, scared. Look, I agree. Like pragmatically, like, again, yes, it was, it was fight or flight. It was like I can't. Like if I stick around to help you, like what? It, I mean, you're fucked. Like you're bleeding out. You had a but pick like you said your you, neck you, you wouldn't I leave mean, me i wouldn't leave you well i mean maybe i would here uh, here, <laughs> here. Uh, yeah. oh, they, oh we're sharing screens now here, okay here, let's check oh, it out oh. uh okay oh fuck oh my god uh let's see juno's secret okay. oh there we go so where is it? I love this Sharon's great technology. Uh, it's so fucking awesome, dude. Um, where is it? It's got to be a little bit before here. So, okay, okay. So Juno's it, yeah. ugh, this scene is so good. She's fighting the monsters. It's it's shot so well. The fighting scenes are so good in this movie. I know. Just, yeah. It's just very visceral. Yes. She's gonna get on top of him and start fucking him up. She grabs the axe, the pickaxe. Bop, booty, bop. Okay, so she's in the heat of it, like like you were saying, B. She's fucking hacking yeah. away. Of course. Now she's terrified. She just killed this fucking monster. She now realizes there are monsters. Her friend comes up behind her, totally accident, stabs her in the back of the neck. God, that's so brutal. I mean, and that thing it's, is coming way through. Like, oh yeah, she, you're she, not surviving she, that. <laughs> I agree. But okay, watch. The music, everything is so perfect about this. And Juno feels bad. Of, yes, she does. Okay, so. Like, she knows she messed up. Yes, but so now let's just watch. And Juno's in shock, too. Like, yes. But look at it not from Juno's perspective. She's shaking her head. Please don't oh. Leave. oh, but she's that's so low. That I, I, I can barely hear stop that, that. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Juno did hear. Juno did hear. She she was standing right next to her. She of course heard it. I so barely look. heard it. Ah, so come look, on now. Juno didn't hear it, man. Look, she uh, said it. But she, she didn't even kneel down to be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She didn't do anything. She just backed away. So look at it, not from Juno's perspective. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, that the whole backing away. Right. You walk up to me. I'm, in, I'm Juno. You're Beth. I turn around. I whack you with the thing. I don't say sorry. I don't check on you. I just dropped you and then just bounce and leave you to bleed to death on the floor while monsters are coming. What is your opinion of me going to be? I'd be like, God, <laughs> wait, what line of, line of, I, yeah, I should have, I should have known, I should have known, <laughs> should have never gave this white boy my friendship, <laughs> you know it? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then Sarah all right, comes all right, along. All right. Yeah, and she's God like, what the it, fuck? Okay. And she's like, that bitch is Juno. <laughs> Just stabbed me in the neck and just bailed. She just bounced. She was like, peace, deuces, and just backed away. And, by the way, she was fucking your husband. Like, come on, man. It's bad. It's bad. And then, again, let's not forget, Sarah gives Juno the out. What happened to Beth? Did you see her die? Yep. Bitch, you did not. Now it looks like you're covering up killing her. That's what it looks like. And I'll say this, B. If I was Sarah... And I thought somebody killed you. I would stab that motherfucker in the leg and leave him for the bat people too. For sure. I would too. Thank you, brother. I know you would. I would too. I would too. All right. I, okay. I, I miss, I miss hearing that. Apparently on all the times that I've seen this movie, but that was low. Like I, I I just, I, I, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Me watching, but even, but even, but even then, like her, but even her, just like backing away was like, I mean, look, if, if I, I mean, I'm not going to say you, but if, if I just did that to a friend, yeah, I definitely would be like, oh my god, like what the fuck, like I'd be going, of course, I'd be down to like, hey, you know, trying to stop, at least, at least being like, yeah, stopping the blood. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Whatever, absolutely. You know, and I like yeah. to think that I would do that even if I was scared in that situation. Yeah. Probably more so because it's like you're in that situation. It's like I just killed or attacked a person that is in this shit with me. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I'm going yeah. To, to that person. I'm going to, to you. Yeah, I'm course. going to Amir. I'm going to Dan. Anybody like, I'm sorry, man. Anyway, like, even a stranger. You you would, yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. be like, so come on, like, I need you. I need you. I need your help. Yeah. I can't get. I can't kill these subterranean creatures on my on my own. Like wrap Absolutely. that shit up. See? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so again, like you see, like yes, Juno has a lot of good qualities, but like she is, she's a coward at heart. Like as far as like emotionally, she's a coward. She's fucking her best friend's yeah. husband. She's you know not helping her best friend who she just killed. Like she's tricking all of her friends that's, into dying. That's actually a good point. You just said that she's a coward emotionally because the movie starts like after the the. Uh, the accident that kills Sarah's family when they meet up at the cabin, there is a scene where they talk about where Juno says, I'm sorry that I right left and I wasn't present for you during the funeral and all that kind of stuff because yeah, she was a coward emotionally. Like she couldn't deal with being there for her friend in mourning uh, the death of her husband and her child. So yeah, yeah that's a good, yeah, that's a good. Uh, yeah, but but again, the, to, to your point, like it do, it does show that like yes, Juno is the most fleshed out character. She, you know, and I think that's like a crazy choice to make as like a director to be like, yeah, the the one we're gonna give the most to is the worst person. Like she's really fucked up. Um, but like the worst, the worst person are those creatures. I'm not gonna say that Juno's the worst person. The creatures are just but trying again, to eat. The creatures are just trying to eat. B. They're just hungry. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just, and these people came into their house. It's not like the creatures are busting down the cabin door. Ah, oh, God damn it. That's true, too. <laughs> it's like, we didn't come to your house. It's like, y'all, yeah, you invaded ours. Yeah, you're in our house. Like, you are you caused a fucking cave-in. Now we only got one way out. Like, what the hell? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. You're right. You're right. But, God damn if this is an amazing movie. I love it. I love this movie so much. Uh, did you see the sequel? 
I did not. You've never seen myself. The Descent too? No. Did did Neil Marshall do that one too? He didn't. No, he didn't direct it. Uh, I think he was a producer. I think the because I had before I had to reboot my computer. The uh, I think the cinematographer of the first Descent ended uh-huh. up directing the sequel. Oh, um, but I saw it. It's not. I mean, obviously, it's not as good as the first, but it's not bad. You know, hmm. and I'll I think I, I own it. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. Well, um, you know, when we post this episode, I'm I'm going to tag Neil Marshall. And I just want to say, sir, if you ever listen to this, we love your work so much. Come on the podcast and talk to us. Yeah, please. I'm going to put that I out love, there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag you on Twitter. And I just got just to say, like, I think Dog Soldiers is I, I've, I have shown Dog Soldiers. Have you seen it? Yeah, you, you made me yeah. watch it. Yeah, I made you watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen. I, I've showed Dog Soldiers to probably all of my friends. I fucking love that movie. I think it's one of the best werewolf movies that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's great. I'm a big fan of you, Neil Marshall. If you happen to hear this, uh, your episodes of Game of Thrones were probably my favorite. I can't recall them off the top of my head, but I know you did my favorites. Uh, so yeah, just. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for the descent. Thank you for Dog Soldiers and everything else you've done. Because he's done a lot of other shit too. Yeah. Like, um, which man, I'm the Google Master. I should. Well, I, I got it up right now. Just just for um, as a director, he's done a bunch of episodes on the the new Lost in Space. Um, oh, that was good. The one on Netflix. It, it, yeah, it was good. It um, was. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Like, oh, he was executive producer on Descent too. Um, the Reckoning, Hellboy, West. Oh, he did some Westworld. Oh, he did a Westworld episode. Oh, that's Hannibal. right. He he did he did Hellboy the the last Hellboy movie. He did a couple episodes of uh, Constantine. Oh, he did on Game of Thrones. He did the Watchers on the Wall and the Blackwater episode. Yeah. Wow. So okay. yeah, I mean, he's well. Maybe may- maybe don't tag him on on this podcast. No, I'm going uh, to. We can be wrong about stuff. It's fine. Well, no, no. I'm just saying because, like, I saw that Hellboy. And, he didn't like it. Well, I mean, he didn't like it. I, I read so much about the making of that of that film because, like, I was not a big fan of uh, Del Toro's uh, Hellboys. I, I thought didn't that, like I, it at all. I thought the second one was better than the first. Yeah, but, but that's a low bar. It is. But when uh, I found out, it was like, oh, Neil Marshall is going to be directing this new uh hellboy i'm like kick ass like i love no marshall i can't imagine he had a lot of control over like that it was like that so the movie was not good um there were parts of it that are okay but like as a as a film like it was not it good. seemed exactly the same as the first one there was a it lot like of they just tried to studio it. yeah uh uh machinations and like too many too many sh- uh chefs in the, yeah. in the kitchen where it's like just let the man do what he does uh, I mean, he fucking wrote the descent. Like, just let him yes, do something. Let him do what he does. Like, this guy is good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it wasn't good. And I, and I remember I saw it after knowing the fact that when it came out, like, because I saw it on an airplane. I think it was when I was coming back from Japan, uh, the last time I was there. And I heard all the how bad it was, but I'm like, I no Marshall's my guy. I got to check it out. And I watched it, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is not this is not just good. wasn't there. But then I saw a whole bunch of like uh, I read a whole bunch of articles about it where it's like. He was fighting with the studio the entire time. And uh, so honestly, it's like, who knows? Like, that probably wasn't even his vision. 
Yeah, of you know? course. I mean, that's, I, I always feel bad for any good director when they take on a, a property like that. Like, yeah. you're just going to have to deal with such bullshit and it's, it's not going to, especially when they do like an, like a more artful director, like Neil Marshall, it's like, they're not going to let you do that with Hellboy. And it's funny though, but it's like, but, but again, like, and again, no disrespect to Mike Mignola, the creator of Hellboy. Like I know Hellboy cause I'm a comic, I'm a comic book fan. Yeah. Like Hellboy is not a fucking Spider-Man. It's like, no. uh, why the fuck were there so many people involved yeah. in like getting their 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 fingers in the mix? It's like you have the director of the fucking dog soldiers and the descent. Let him make the movie he wants to make. It's fucking yeah. Hellboy. Like yeah. this isn't Superman. It's like it's fucking Hellboy. I know. Uh, I, I know. It, just it's, let yeah, him it's like, do it. Obviously, there's a fan base, but like I mean, the fan base doesn't like the movies either. But like, yeah, exactly. It's not Superman. It's not Batman. It's not Spider Man. Yeah. You're not. You're not taking. <laughs> classic american uh you know um uh fucking what's the yeah, word just uh My- mythology you're not yeah. taking like these mythological characters it's it's very few people know who yes. or what hellboy is yeah. yeah like hellboy is a deep cut for mainstream in terms of comic book films or whatever yeah you know he did this isn't a fucking star wars movie you know it's like and it seems like such like a home run property it's like there's crazy cool looking characters they're fighting in hell he's a demon but he's good it's like there's a a cool agency that fights mystic shit like there's all the pieces are there and that's the thing like visually the movie looks fucking great like Mm. like neil marshall's good with the visuals uh so that wasn't even the problem it was just very disjointed Uh, um it it is an interesting interesting film to watch where it's like you like especially if you are familiar with Neil Marshall's work, and then you see this, right. and you're like, ah, I kind of have my right. doubts that this is 100 percent Neil Marshall. I, it's, I feel it's, like it's I, like watching uh, Alien Three and being a David Fincher. Yeah, fan. exactly. Like, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like, feel right. I feel like I'm getting 30 percent of his director, <laughs> right, right? Versus all the other, you know, the 70 uh, percent of just other voices. Yeah, uh, but yeah. But I mean, whatever. Anybody, if you, if for anybody listening, if you haven't seen The Descent, you should watch this. I know we just spoiled the shit out of it, but like, so watch it for yourself. We didn't do yeah. that great a job covering it. Watch yeah, it for and, yourself. And, and there's no way we're conveying like the journey of the movie and and you know all the emotional beats. Like we're not doing any of it actual justice. But like, goddamn, it's a good movie. It is a fantastic movie, and I and I will say honestly, like, uh, so like uh, Conrad. Uh, everything pro wrestling our, our our homie he's got a wife and he's got a young one uh conrad if you haven't seen the descent this is a great movie when you set the young one down in their sleep you and your wife watch oh, this you make your don't make your kid watch this <laughs> yeah watch this don't no, just you and your wife watch this it's a very very yeah enjoyable movie like for a date night or whatever i mean we we went on a bro on a bro date yeah. to see this Back and in here, back in the here day, here we are, sixteen years later. I it's, know yeah. this movie kept us together. It did. This movie's fucking great. I fucking it really love it. Is. Like, especially like you know, we talk a lot about like Marvel and DC stuff, and obviously we love a lot of it. But you know, the writing is often very clunky or very sloppy or very lazy. And then you see a movie like this, where there's just none of that. Nothing clunky. Nothing sloppy. Yeah. Nothing lazy. And he's also, again, like, he's not, it's not just overloaded with exposition. There is no 
Zack Snyder, Wonder Woman sees a painting on the wall and then knows hundreds of years of history to tell Batman for 12 minutes. Like, it just doesn't exist. And I just saw uh, Neil Marshall wrote The Descent. He wrote yeah, and yeah. directed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so, yeah. He, he's the fucking man. Um, it's such a good movie. Yeah. It's, and it's one of those, you know, there's like only a handful of movies you can watch so many times and they're the quality never diminishes even a little bit okay so you have to see the second you have you, you gotta see the sequel okay i will i'll watch yeah you, you have to check it out i uh i'm pretty sure i own that dvd too now that we, it's been long enough i i I'll, it won't uh it won't i won't have like a bad reaction if i don't like oh it. man no no I, look if it was bad i, I wouldn't recommend okay. it to you. it's not bad i mean it's not as good as the first but by no means is it a, a terrible movie Okay, I'll check it out. It goes uh, it goes down easy enough. Okay. Oh, it's on Amazon. Oh, is it? Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, I gotta re- I'll rent it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, hats off to you, Neil Marshall. Uh, Tip of the cap, sir. Absolutely. It's uh, what a hell of a work. I wish more people were on it like that. But it's it's a tremendous movie. Yeah, I uh, I will always. Anytime I hear Neil Marshall's got a thing going on, a uh, new movie he's doing or writing or producing, I'm like, I'm there. Like he's just, he's uh, I'm that much of a fan. I'm like anything he's involved with, I'll check it out. Off top, I don't even need to see a trailer. It's like, oh, Neil Agreed. Marshall directed. I'm I'm there. Agreed. Boom. Yeah, H- high quality stuff. Um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, I saw the new Conjuring. Oh, I did too. I liked it. It's fine. I liked it. It no, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it, it's yeah, uh, it's fine. The the my biggest takeaway from it. Have you seen one and two? Mm-hmm. Okay, so me too. My biggest takeaway from me watching Conjuring three, the devil made me do it, <laughs> was the fact that I could watch this fucking movie on my own because it's not scary. <laughs> Well, no, it's not, but I, <laughs> it's not, but I'm such a, and, and I, you know me, like I don't do horror, but I, yeah. I am slowly getting out of that mindset. Like, I don't know what, like just recently, the past couple of years, I'm like, I'm not scared of watching horror films anymore. Well, I got a list for you, brother. Okay. Well, you can keep that list to yourself. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know what? You know what? I, I think at some point we should pick a couple and, and, and I, I want, I want to know like how how you are these Jap- to... are these Japanese horror films? No, most of All them right. are, are U.S. made. Um, some are in the U.K. Like I mean, there's I mean obviously there's a ton. You are obviously very well aware of Japanese horror and Korean horror. Yeah. Like no, um, yeah, I got I, I literally keep a list okay, on my hey, phone. To well, tell bring people. them, bring them because okay. I feel that I I have kind of eclipsed my. Uh, my because I was all you know my I, I used to get scared so much with watching these horror films yeah and nowadays I'm like eh, okay eh, none scare me like I'll okay. I mean, I'll, I'll be scared yeah, yeah in yeah. the moment but after but, but after I'm fine okay. so yeah by all means yeah send me send, say, send me what you got son okay send me what okay. you got all right just um, not the ring I don't want to no, no, no. watch I'll that again okay no. um but yeah the Conjuring three was it was fine like I. I thought it was fun. It was like an episode of Law and Order. Yeah, with, with, yeah. Uh, it felt very episodic. <laughs> like, like, yeah, absolutely. It, it was a procedural. It. it was a procedural with a a 
vigilante witch. You know what's funny or- about like there were some parts that I like overall. I just, it just felt flat. It just wasn't very. I don't know. Something was lacking. But you know what's funny about that entire series? Because I the first one I fucking love. I like the first. Um, I like one answer. I yeah, think one and the answer second one really is good. good. The second one's good. The first one is just like wow, this is great. But uh, that entire series. I don't know if you've seen any of like the offshoot movies like the, Anna, the annabelles the nuns and all that no the nun in particular is so terrible that's what i heard that's what unbelievably I heard. bad um like it's insufferable but what's funny is the conjuring you know the, the couple the whatever their names are the warrens uh yeah the warrens like they they're trying to paint them as like these like the people that you love they're just fucking con artists they're con artists yeah <laughs> it's just oh, like, they're, they're, it's just fucking unreal they, they tried to get a, a guy who murdered somebody off because they're fucking con men it's crazy they're they're the con men and charlatans like that's yeah. what the yeah I, I don't know a whole lot about them other than the fact that the characters that are in these movies are the uh the best version of the yeah. real life people like the real life like, people were straight up con men in, uh, in real life, they put a raggedy and doll in a in a glass box, and they're like it's haunted. Yeah, <laughs> it's so dumb. That's why but, these movies are loosely based. Yeah, yeah. loosely based. Loose, yeah, very, on loose, a, very yeah. loose, loosey goosey on yeah. a true story. But I, yeah. but, but for me, like I, I like the third one. I uh, again, I mean, I saw it on uh, HBO Max. I didn't have to go to the theater to see it. I thought it was yeah. a uh, an enjoyable viewing, and mostly because I feel you know the Conjuring series to me has become a franchise where it's all based off two leads. Yeah, I love Patrick Wilson. I love Vera Farmiga. They're great. And together their too, chemistry yeah. together is fucking fantastic. I agree. So just watching them on screen together, it, it makes whatever the material like they elevate it. Yeah, yeah, um, and it just makes it enjoyable. Like. And again, I, I I like preface a lot of my reviews with the especially now because of uh you know the pandemic and everything. Where it's like, hey, I saw it for free on right. on HBO Max. Didn't it, have to go worth, out. It was fun. It's worth free. It's worth free. Yeah, Absolutely. It was fun. Yeah. I had a good I time. It's, I did too. I, there was enough in there that I liked, and, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, it was it was fun. Like you said, it was fun. Yeah, it wasn't offensive. It definitely it, just taking the Conjuring films. I think one, two, and three. I think you know. I I would rank them accordingly. Yeah. In terms of yeah. best to worst, it's like the first is the best, obviously, and the third is you know not as good as one and two, but yeah. still for being able to watch it on my computer on HBO Max, I was like, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I feel that way about like the paranormal activities too. Although I think the third one might be the best. Um, but those are great, and I like uh, those. Did, I like those. I like those. They're too. really good. They did a fourth one um, that it felt like, kind of like Conjuring Three. Like it's good. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like it gets into this like comfort. Uh, yeah. This comfortable wheelhouse. It's almost like for me, like I look at it the same way, like a Lethal Weapon series. Right. Like I love one. I love two. They're fucking fantastic. And then. Three and four are just like, oh, the gang's back together again. Yeah, I'll throw it, it on. I'll and it's throw it almost on. like, yeah, the, the the plot is like, don't even care. I just like being around these characters again. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to see these people. It's like rewatching The Office a million times. Like, I don't give a fuck what's going yeah, on. I just want to exactly. see these people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I just want to yeah. just drop me in and just let me interact and just enjoy the the chemistry yeah. with these with these characters. <laughs> yeah, these I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Um, yeah. yeah. 
uh, yeah, I think it's fine to watch. The first one is is legitimately good though. I, I, it I is. really do like the first and one. And legitimately scary. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually I want to watch it again. Yeah, I was I was yeah. like hosing on. I was like <laughs> I remember I saw the first conjuring being a kind of at the the arc light where we saw uh the descent oh, okay. through Sherman Oaks. And I was because she loves scary movies. And I basically watched it with my my head like in her bosom the entire time. <laughs> I was just like, I can't. And she was like, babe, look, look. I'm like, I don't want to like, say Fuck that. Yeah. This, yeah. Cause she, yeah, she was good with the scary movies. And, but now I, now I, I feel like I've gotten my, uh, my force field or my shield. Okay. Like I'm good. I'm going to send can, you a list. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll whittle it down to like the, the best. And then, yeah, just go through it. I'm, I'm right. very curious. Okay. Me too. Me too. Let's, let's, I'm very let's, curious. let's check it out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, I guess I should probably, I don't know, do something else. <laughs> <laughs> Did you eat dinner yet? No. I got to eat it, I guess. I made I made uh, angel hair pasta Ooh. with shrimp. Nice. Uh, earlier. I, I actually made that for my lunch. Um, and I made enough to carry over for dinner. So I'll probably gonna eat it that. Yeah, yeah, probably. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I'll figure something out. No Postmates. No Postmates. No Postmates, no postmates man. No Postmates. Yeah, um, yeah that's it. Uh, rate and review on iTunes. Uh, like and follow on Spotify. Share with your friends. Tell people about it. Um, yeah. If, if I think, you know I, I, I think we're. Marshall, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think. I think we're good. You know, it's. Uh, we are good. This is we a are great good. podcast. I think so. You know, it's but yeah, wonderful. Who doesn't want to listen to us? Like we were just talking about. It doesn't even matter what we're talking about. You just want to be around. That's it. That's yeah. how I feel about this. Like drop into our life and just listen to two friends, two lifelong friends. Just talk the shit about movies and whatever the fuck not, you know? Yeah. Like almost fuck what? Almost 16, 17 years. Just Yeah. Yeah. And hey, but, if anybody has I, any yeah, I interrupt. I know I was gonna say I interrupted you, the plug, so I don't want to. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, so you can follow us on uh, yeah, yeah, uh, rate, rate and review on iTunes, um, and subscribe, and uh, same thing on Spotify, uh, on Twitter. We're at Bombcast Podcast. Um, you can message us through there too if there's stuff you want us to talk about or look into. Do that if you got questions, hit us up. Um, yeah, and share. Let people know about what we got going on. If you know Neil Marshall. Send him this episode. Yeah. Anybody listening? Please, if, please do, because I'm yeah. a big fan. Graham's yeah. a big fan. We are yeah. big fans of Neil Marshall's work. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and honestly, like, yeah, I just like, I like to let people know how much I enjoy their shit. Neil Marshall, Harry Mack, uh, just people that are just doing cool, dope shit. Like, I'm yeah. all about that. And just love to spread the word of... Uh, of people that are just, you know, creating cool content, you know, whether it's movies or, you know, freestyle raps with Harry Mack or whatever. It's like, yeah, I like to, like, I like to spread that shit around, spread, spread it around, you know, completely agree. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's that. Um, we will see you next week. Probably Loki episode two, I guess, yeah. depending on when we record. Um, Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, all right. Peace. Peace. Peace.
Peace. Peace. Peace. Peace. Yeah, All right. Peace. <laughs> Peace. The Bombcast.